So as always, thank you for joining me. Enjoy the podcast. Kick back and relax. The force is strong and is with us always. And never forget. We have hope. Rebellions are built on hope. of this moment the force is strong make ten men feel like a hundred I'll take the next chance and the next you're rebels aren't you You call it the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Yo, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome back to The Bizzle cast. Thrilled to have my boy Simi back, senior Star Wars contributor. It's been a month. Seems like forever, but it's so great, especially with our last podcast, The Epic Return of the Jedi Commentary, which was certainly a highlight for me. But let's get the important stuff out of the way first, Simi. You got married. You got hitched. Congratulations, my friend. What is popping, Crackalack? It is so <laughs> nice to be back, and I am a new person. I'm a different person. I am a, I'm a mister to uh-huh. a Mrs. Yep. Uh, Climo. It's a, it's a very, very different world I'm in now. Mm. Very different world. I share everything. It's incredible. So we want to get into the topics, guys. We're going to be talking Clone Wars today. We're going to be talking Ahsoka. We're going to be talking Siege of Mandalore, which, by the way, I predicted last year on our first podcast long before they announced anything. We'll get to that. Um, and all this great stuff going forward. Um, I'm not going to do a straight-up news podcast because this has been out for a little while, but I'll fill you guys in on the announcements uh, just in case. Mostly, Simi and I are going to talk about our experiences with with a specifically Clone Wars. Probably Rebels will come into it, Simi. Um, is well absolutely i I went backwards as i've talked about from rogue one to rebels to clone wars and is interesting experience especially with ahsoka um and also after watching clone wars really made me reevaluate the prequels as well um so uh guys just to yeah just to give you a little table of contents i'm gonna ask simmy about when he got into the clone wars um and his impressions having rewatched a whole bunch of them and then how excited we are for clone wars coming back for you know an extended miniseries with Ahsoka, f- you know, fighting Maul in the fucking Siege of Mandalore, which is, yes, I predicted it, but I'm thrilled that it's actually happening. So, Simi, before we get started, um, uh, again, it's great to have you back. We'll have to save the wedding talk till later. I want to come up soon and visit. My birthday's coming up, as you know, and uh, you you got some plans going on, so maybe we'll actually get together. Um, but uh, otherwise, everything going okay? You settling back into life as a as a married man and, and, and ready to nerd it up again with me? Yeah, man, I've been uh, I've been itching to do this for a while, and um, you know, I went on a mini moon, so I was able to relax. Oh, and you know, everybody has uh, Netflix, so I've been watching. Mm. You know, getting ready for the wedding. Clone Wars has been on. Uh, you know, I've been talking a lot about the podcast, hoping to cultivate some new listeners from the family at the wedding that I saw and everything. So Word. we'll see how we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it will work out well. Um, and by the way, by the things that you're not going to talk about until we talk about later, you mean the fact that we've been predicting all the things that are happening. And, and I think that's for one of two reasons. I'm not trying to be egotistical or cocky. No, there's two things. One, there's some logic at the back. Hey, but one, there's a logical thing. 
and the, I think you and I kind of see both see paths. And then there's a there's a reaction that Filoni and the rest of them are doing, and they're they're doing not only what's making us happy, but they're continuing the story and they're listening and they're finding um, ways to 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 fill in the holes that we we thought that they were lacking in all these different sure. uh, genres. Sure. So it's it's really incredible that we're in this age. You know, when you watch a movie when we were kids or even 15 years ago, there, there was no do-overs. There was no, no, let's make this better. But like Filoni and Lucas working in, him into the franchise and all these yeah. different avenues and all these different venues, it's just, it's just so fucking exciting, all the yeah. things that are happening. All right, so really quick uh, update, folks. In, in case you've been a Star Wars fan living under a rock, which seems impossible, which is, you know, we knew that Dave Filoni was moved from just doing Rebels into an entire animated studio. We suspected there were at least two animation projects um, under wraps. We were right about that. We first heard about Resistance, which is an anime style, definitely for kids, pre-episode 7, with a little Poe and a little Leia and some hotshot pilots. It'll be great for the little kids. I'm pumped for my nephews to watch it, and I'm going to watch it, of course, because it's lore and because it's Star Wars, and I like the animation style I've seen so far. Um, But we assumed there would be one for adults. But Simi, rather than create an entire new series for adults, they were like, hey, remember that series, The Clone Wars, that everybody loves that we had to cancel prematurely because Disney wasn't sure what they were doing? And we have this entire arc with Ahsoka coming back for the Siege of Mandalore that is lore. And Simi, we're going to talk about the ways that it became lore. It's very non-traditional having to do with the Filoni panel, which we'll talk about, and then the Ahsoka novel where it's teased as well. But it was lore, even though they didn't make the episodes. And so, Simi, before you and I ever started talking Star Wars... Going back almost a year, maybe more, I've been saying that the Siege of Mandalore has to be the thing they did. I was semi-predicting slash hoping it would be live action or at least like a different kind of series. But to be honest with you, with the continuity of it and the way it was left with Ahsoka in season five, this is absolutely brilliant. And so they're doing, I believe, 10 to 12 episodes in a final run of Clone Wars that looks even better than Clone Wars and Rebels. Super high production values coming out sometime next year, which will launch with the Disney streaming service, which maybe we'll get back to. So, Simi, before I want to talk about the immediate news quickly, and then I want to jump back to how you got into it and when you got into it so really quickly your response to when you heard about the clone wars announcement did you hear it all at once did you hear it sort of in pieces did you have to talk to me about it like when did it sort of wash over you that we were not only getting new clone wars and new ahsoka but we're getting a major new dark awesome ahsoka and clone wars uh well first of all there was the implication in rebels which was incredible that like the story's not over uh and then uh well this is before rebels this is many decades before. i'm sorry i'm sorry uh you would send me the uh scratch that reverse it you would send me the uh the link of ashley eckhart's reaction yep Eckstein, sorry that's david Eckstein's wife by the way david Eckstein, world series champion with the la angels my brain is not working yeah Eckstein's uh she her reaction to it was yes. very similar to mine. We're gonna get back and to the celebration panel from um, uh, 2006 with Filoni, uh, Pablo Hidalgo, and Ashley Eckstein, where Dave Filoni revealed all of this amazingness that we thought would never happen, and finally is. So uh, uh, that was a nice tease. I want to explain more about it later. So you knew about that. You knew about the Ahsoka book, where there's l- the very beginning and throughout. There's little teases of her versus Maul having her memories, you know, of right before Order 66 and Siege. Mandalore. I know you read that or listened to it. Um, but when the actual news dropped that they totally shocked people with, 
with that it was coming back in such force and going to be so Ahsoka heavy. What was your what was your immediate response if you can remember? I mean, it's just pure excitement and just like because like you know you're kind of thinking the worst of it that it's just going to die out like everything else. Yep. And it, it's it's like your own your favorite side character is finally being recognized. Your favorite. Uh, your favorite uh, supporting actor or actress is, is finally being, you know, the the the, the shit that she deserves. And, well, I um, yeah, okay. I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I was, that's I'm a that's a that's a you thing because Ahsoka is maybe the most universally loved character, cartoon or otherwise. But we'll get back to that. Go ahead. Well, as you know, I don't pay attention to anybody. Exactly, else. and that's why I love having you on for exactly this reason. I, I'm so. Oh my sick. god! Yeah. By the way, yeah, I talked to you the other day about how I was referring to her as a gray Jedi. I didn't even fucking know that that's actually like a thing that they talk about. No, it is definitely a thing. And I was reading about it into the Bendu and it's so funny to me because like, I'm such a already believer in like, you know, fight the black and white. We live in the gray. You know what I mean? She's not actually gray, but she's, she operates in that territory. She's not. I learned the definition of a gray Mm -hmm. and it wasn't exactly what I was meaning. Um, because I don't think there's a lot of dark in her. The only dark side about her is her questioning this, you know, uh, blind religion. And these, these Jedi put blind faith into, uh, the will of the force and interpreting and predict pr- properly and interpreting yeah. what its will is, but cloudy the force is. Yep. Cloudy the vision is. And, you know, and you see all these shit with Yoda and Palpatine yep. literally mm-hmm. swapping high fives in political terms. Like, they don't love each other. Like, Yoda's like, you can tell Yoda's like a little skeptical, but they're, they're like colleagues at best, yep. you know, or at least they're colleagues. And yep. like, so, so you're following the will of this force, and Ahsoka is like one of the first people who she doesn't go dark. She's just like, you know, your guys sometimes are blind, and that's the question. Uh, okay. You know, Qui Gon Jinn was, you know, would sometimes do things because he wouldn't do things unless he saw the will of the force. He was a servant of the force, and you know, Ahsoka doesn't necessarily see herself as a servant of the force because sometimes she sees right and wrong and has to undo the wrong and that's why she, i think she's special and that's why yes. i called her gray and because that's yeah. she, she's not dark no the only dark part about her is she yeah. she raises her hand and asks questions that's you that's, know that's a great observation i want to get back to when we talk about clone wars which is on the surface it seems like she leaves the jedi council because she was wrongly accused for murder and almost killed or thrown in prison she was exonerated and then she said fuck this that's the surface reading but i think you're nailing the underlying reading which is she realizes the bullshit of the jedi order the way that old luke skywalker in his own twisted way realizes the bullshit of the jedi order and so forth i i think that's a big part of it but i want to save that until we get more into the meat of the episodes sure so let's cast our minds back i'm going to give my version of this simi because i've said this numerous times on all my podcasts but i just want to say it quickly so we get your backstory which is i didn't really watch any rebels or clone wars until rogue one and then i was like okay i know rebels leads directly into rogue one it seems like the one i'm going to like more which ended up being true even I do like Clone Wars. 
also i know this ahsoka character is like legendary and she's both in clone wars and rebels but why don't i start with rebels even though chronologically it's ahead because let's be honest i was and continue to be sick of things having to do with the prequels and the clone wars and the fact that the clone wars end up being mostly awesome is a tribute to a fake war that just goes on and on and on and on and we know is a fake war that being said once i got some ahsoka and some teases of a cooler anakin and some teases of a cool obi-wan and the duchess satine and mandalorian all the stuff they brex and the clones all the stuff they brought in the clone wars that was cool i eventually went back and binged the clone wars in like two weeks or something ridiculous um and while i ended up liking rebels more and i still think it's more rewatchable because i'm just more into these smaller scale character focused heist stories that are more based on character and dialogue and less on just fighting and nevertheless the clone wars is clearly great in its greatest moments and i think they're going to harness that in the new series so i went backwards on the whole thing and it, and, and i'll leave you with this point to me then i want to get your story which is it was bizarre seeing older ahsoka and getting to know her before younger ahsoka but i'm so glad i did because i meet i would have liked younger ahsoka no matter what but i immediately liked her uh, in clone wars having seen her older version as opposed to it maybe taking a few episodes or something to warm up so that's my story i don't know what your story is we sort of talked about this in our first ever podcast where i again predicted siege of mandalore um when we first started talking about this so tell us a brief story did you go to rebels first did you go to clone wars first when did it happen did it happen over time i know you've been rewatching it give us just a little brief personal history of the, you and the animated series so i started so um when clone wars when clone wars was released on uh netflix i had a colleague at work uh we're both you know star wars heads and and he was telling me about uh rebels or about clone wars and i i was hesitant at first because you know i'm a 30 you know something year old closer to 40 male and you know supposed to be a grown-up um so you know watching a cartoon religiously is not like necessarily super cool i'm sorry i need to interrupt you i need to interrupt you because i'm my mind my my my, i'm a history guy i'm obsessed with dates and times and eras so the clone wars Uh came to netflix at the beginning of 2014 which was well before the force awakens came out and not long before rebels started yeah. it was like it was even though disney canceled the clone wars because it was sort of going downhill and they didn't have material and they had other priorities nevertheless they put it on netflix just over a year after purchase and it's been there ever since um and i love it and right well that's honest, what i'd buy it if it wasn't there yeah so what i'm saying is when <laughs> you said my buddy says it was on netflix was that like march 7th 2014 when it came on netflix your buddy said that or like more recently Just yeah give me a rough I, I, I probably saw it about i probably saw it about two and a half years ago I've okay so you're way ahead of for, me way ahead so of i started me. i started i started the job that i'm at three uh three years ago yep. uh october so he probably told me within the first six months working there so uh late 14 early 15 I would say. Okay. Uh, so you got to Clone Wars before Rebels. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, what I, is I was, your? I was way more. And actually, we talked about this a little bit about yeah. um, getting used to the art. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell me about so, your initial experience with Clone Wars, not having so again, not seen Rebels. Right, not seen Rebels, uh, and also getting used to like being a grown. I'm not an anime guy, so like watching a cartoon wasn't awesome. Like wasn't like all right necessarily right away to me. However. Um, one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever is uh, in Kill Bill with Oshi Ren uh, and her her backstory no. is done in the anime. You don't like and, that movie in that oh. scene. We've never heard about that before. 
Oh, I'll get into this with you if you want to get into my quick. We take a month off, lifestyle. and we're still talking about the Kill Bill scene. It's fantastic. Your, your brain, if, your brain is exactly like mine. Everything for me comes down to like twelve movie scenes I've ever seen. It's fa- yeah. Seriously, you could. I bet you you could break it down to five people that influenced you and twelve movie scenes. Well, it's like it's it's the you know it's the Clive Owen no shoes and children of men. I mean that's up right. there. You know what I mean? Flip-flops. Yeah, flip flops was like a, a life and he shot to him multiple times. Yeah. So the Oshi Ren scene, right? I wear a size 13. Give us the full Oshi Ren scene in in case people haven't seen Kill Bill in a while, uh, forever, or like me, have not seen in a while and think that we're watching it. So make the direct connection here about the anime because it is a live action movie, but we know that everything Chinese and Japanese influences Tarantino and is on display in Kill Bill. So go ahead. Right. So I could go on. Tarantino and I go back to when I saw. Pulp Fiction when I was uh, mm. 13 my dad took me to the theater yeah. after him my brother went and saw it before me he's yeah. realized that there's only that one bad scene uh, in the pawn shop and he's like well I'll, I'll walk him through that but it's mm. such a piece of art that you know are you a Tarantino really guy overall we've never talked about this Tarantino was my first love of movies as a child do you like modern Tarantino like Inglorious Bastards and, and uh, Django because I fucking love it oh I I, I love those movies, but I mean, I saw Killing Zoe. I saw yeah. uh, Killing Zoe. I saw um, Reservoir you know, Dogs. I saw Reservoir yeah. Dogs when I was a young kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read uh, I read the Pulp Fiction script when I was when I was young. I mean, I was really into Tarantino. Uh, sure. he, he wrote uh, 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 Natural Born Killers, mm-hmm. and then hated what what uh, Stone did to it, and and never really liked the 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 movie content but the screenplay again is incredible and and his his artistic i, I him as a person has come into question recently yeah blah blah blah, blah. What, the that, art yeah whatever you know well yeah. that'll come to a head yeah. the, his art's great anyways so and it point, was my point first of order influence. just point, point of po- order wait wait no point of order for the audience culturally because it's important because people conflate anime and martial arts and people, while there are samurai and ninja stuff from Japan and they have martial arts, the 95% of martial arts shit you've seen, Western and Eastern, I mean, who are the top three? What, are we talking Jet Li, uh, Donnie Yen, and Jackie Chan, maybe, right? All Chinese. Yeah. And so I want to point out, well, but what I point out is that Tarantino is specifically influenced by Chinese anime and samurai culture, but also Chinese martial arts, which is very different and, and very cool. Yes. And music and, and the Wu Tang Clan. So, well, also that diverse uh, y'all bonds, bitches. Yeah, that surfer music. That do, 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 do. I mean, some of the. I mean, some of those soundtracks are incredible. I mean, his his music is is also anyway. So there's an incredible backstory about Oshi Ren, who yes. is a half Japanese, uh, half American. Goddamn those uh, half Japanese uh, girls. Vice lord, yeah. drug lord, cartel leader of the. Uh, uh, Japanese family fa- family cartels, and her backstory is done uh, in an incredi- incredible anime story about how she kills the boss uh, that killed her father and mother mm-hmm. um, as a twelve-year-old uh, assassin, maybe nine-year-old assassin. Very, um, very. Uh, 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 our our girl Padme when she did her uh, movie with Leon. Uh, as an assassin called the professional which is um uh takeoff of the french film but anyway i would say one of the great very parallel scenes and childhood as you know going after the parents um you know to wrap it all into our 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 star wars love affair with padme oh and Um, speaking of which just a quick natalie portman update 
yeah she's like full-time political social activism right now <laughs> like she's barely working she's just doing political social activism it's great hey look i am in happy new year to hear good for her god bless that's her that's amazing we love her Go so ahead. yeah yeah so so very similar to that movie and very similar to that line and they do an incredible anime yeah. um anime thing so that got me into cartoon anime mm-hmm. never really watched anime other than appreciating that uh-huh. my buddy gets me into uh he says it's on netflix so you know i start watching who's this buddy of yours this other star he's just wars somebody friends. i work with we just chat he, okay. he's, he's one of the guys that i work with and okay. he's just really into star wars you know and uh, uh he's such a great he life just, he just told me to he just told me i should watch it so i just i just turned it on and started watching a couple uh episodes because the movie is uh, brutal the movie in the first bit of the first season is pretty brutal it is in my the movie opinion to get through is very hard to the get movie's through. horrible the show is way better than the movie just, yeah. dive into the show because even the first two episodes of the show are hard to get into okay um i guess there's you. lots of things i gotta stop go you. ahead you see this young high-pitched overpowered jedi female alien called snips essentially and calling R2 R2E and calling Anakin Sky Guy. And Simi, people hated the shit out of Ahsoka when she first came out. And the fact that her, both Ahsoka and Ashley Eckstein are two of the most loved things on the planet among Star Wars fans across the board. And people, it's like one of the only things Star Wars fans have ever eaten crow publicly about is being wrong about Ahsoka. Is, is what, do you remember that experience? Because I have to, I've pointed out to me, because I've been doing the Rebels. Do you mind if I just sidebar here about Ahsoka? Yeah. Which is, so I've been releasing Rebels commentaries. I'm about through two and a half seasons. I just did the Leia episode. I was crying. It's so great. I know it's like Carrie Fisher's voice, but it totally her getting to know ezra and in them is so fabulous they do a good job yeah but, but um i i explained to the people that when we sent my joke that ahsoka is your waifu or your star wars crush we're talking about older ahsoka in rebels but you didn't watch that until much later and so i'm curious about what you thought about kid ahsoka or did you experience what was intended by dave filoni which is she happens to be a 14 year old she happens to be a woman and she happens to be an alien she's just an awesome jedi and that's how you experienced it because that's what they expected to happen and it eventually did so I saw her as um, there's a little bit of a pair and, and not to be whatever, but I'm, I, I was a cocky kid growing up and uh, I'm rem- I saw uh, my, my best friend from growing up. I saw his, uh, his sister came to my wedding mm-hmm. and we had a good conversation and she reminded me of this, this, the first time she picked me up in a car and I was, and she was a senior and I was in seventh grade and I wasn't talking shit and I wasn't flirting with her. But it was like somewhere in between. And at first she was like, what the fuck is this? And then like she realized how endearing it was. So it was something like along the lines of that because that's what she does. She calls him on his bullshit and like but still has fun with him but still respects him. But and you, that's like a fun right. relationship. Which they established And that's great. why I was attracted yes. to her. And by the way, Jedi Geek Girl um, pointed out something awesome which is after the first season – he keeps calling her Snips, but she stops with the Sky Guy and the Artui, meaning, I, I mean, I love Snips. I love the name. I love what it means. It's like Stardust. I love it. And, right, and, and, right. You know, and, and the thing is, they were so right to keep Snips. He, the only time Anakin calls her Ahsoka is like, do you know, I don't know what your middle name is, but you know when your mom gets mad and she calls you by your full name? It's like... Simeon Ira. 
So, right, so my, my middle name's Frank. So my mom would be like, yeah. Jesse, Frank, Brenner, get over here right now. You know, that kind of thing. She so, doesn't throw in the last name. She always just says Simeon Ira. Simeon Ira. Like if I swear or something at like dinner. So, you know? so what I'm saying is he only calls her Soka when he's mad or things are really bad. Otherwise, he calls her Snips and it's so full of love. It's never weird. It's always platonic. Her being buddies with Padme helps. I mean, the whole group with Obi-Wan sort of overlooking both of the Padawans is brilliant. I want to get to all that, but Simi, I'm trying to cast your mind back to your initial experience of 14-year-old not fully developed from a writing standpoint. Snips, it seems like you never had a negative reaction to her, and based on your love of her... I, it, no! Yeah. I, I also thought she brought the best out of Anakin. Um, there's a certain comic relief yes. in the banter Talk between... Talk about that. Let's do that. The three of Great them. Topic. The Great three topic. three of them. Let, yes. let, let, I mean, uh, you know, Obi-Wan is the, the militant... Uh, you know, hard nose needs to be this way. Let's go about. No, I'd say Anakin's way. way more militant. Obi Wan tries to avoid conflict, but I know what you mean. Just like, yeah, I mean, he's confident. Orderly, like, he has um, his shit together. Like, the yeah, bed, his 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 bed is yeah. made to a military corner. Right, but Obi Wan you know I mean? will always try and negotiate, whether it's Hondo or Saw. You know, Anakin's just. Uh, I don't mean militant yeah. in a violent. Well, no, but the only I reason I'm pointing that like out, a militant man. Well, the only reason like I'm pointing that out, man, because I want you to do the. An- I want you to talk about Anakin's relationship with Ahsoka. And vice versa is that right throughout the clone wars ahsoka and anakin are overly brave borderline stupid but they end up being right most of the time and they deserve the fact that ahsoka is a commander at 14 you buy because of her leadership ability by the way the princess leia of alderaan book it's leia at 14 we've had Jin at 14 they really hone in on that 14 age um how old is ahsoka when she in the book is she in the book in Ahsoka, yeah. Um, so they age her about six months to a year early on in the Clone Wars, so she's probably around 16. Now, we're going to have to get the timeline of when the Clone Wars ends, feeds into the Siege of Mandalore, Anakin and Obi-Wan head back to the capital, and then Episode 3 happens while she's fighting Siege of right. Mandalore. But, yes, right. w- when we're Thank seeing you. her bury her lightsabers, take on a new name, meet all these poor people on the edge and try and avoid a thing, she's like 16 or 17, which, by the way, is what Princess Leia was supposed to be in 1970. And Carrie Fisher pretty much pulled off as an 18, 19 year old. But back to Ahsoka, 14. And Anakin gets frustrated with her, and he will talk down to her occasionally, but it's usually because he thinks he's protecting her. So talk about the relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka, because I always praise Kanan and Ezra as being the best Padawan-master relationship, because they're more like equals. They're like older, younger brother. They're like bros. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's also like Ezra's therapist. Wait, hold on. Let me just change the thought. I'm throwing it to you. I know this is long-winded. Sure. This will make sense. But... The high points of Ahsoka and Anakin, which, if anything, they understress, and I'll never criticize for understressing something great as opposed to overstressing it, but the high points of the Anakin-Ahsoka relationship is not only makes Anakin way cooler than Anakin in the prequels, but is one of the best relationships in all of Star Wars. Sorry, man. Go ahead. Well, real quick about the, uh, the relationship with Ezra and Kanan is, uh, or Doom, uh, is... <laughs> To me, is informal because of how it was started. Because Doom, Doom didn't with his own self confidence and his own. He's understanding not a Jedi. Of like, he's literally right. not a Jedi well, till mid season two in, in Rebels. He's a Jedi, right? It's he's he when he becomes a Jedi is the same kind of thing as when. Does no, Luke but when you read the comics, Jedi. his right. The, uh, his his in, basically she's like an Indian American woman. His master 
um, protected him in Order 66, gave her life, and then he went on the run, changed his name, became an alcoholic, and then eventually came back. But right. he was never a Jedi Knight until he's crowned right. at like, the end of Season 2. So, so, so their relationship... Is. Yeah, their relationship, I'm sure, is the will of the Force. Depo uh, Palava together is Kanan's right. master. Depo Palava, who, by the way, Simi, she has film credits in episodes one, two, and three. So apparently, Depo Palava was there during the fight at Geonosis, which I didn't realize. She's great in the comics. Sorry, buddy. Go ahead. So, so that's 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 one kind of thing. So their whole informal learning is a little like Hampshire colleges mm-hmm. and a little, you know, Antioch, if you will. Um, you know, not really giving grades and, and both learning from each other a little bit more than you would be a teacher and a pupil versus um, Anakin and Ahsoka are more traditional. But at the same time, eh, yeah. it wasn't necessarily something he sought after the way the way Obi-Wan sought after him, like yeah. as this huge responsibility that I must do I mean, as Qui-Gon would want. He never is like, seeking Wait, power. This is my Padawan? Right. He never wanted he never in, wanted in the Clone Wars. Okay, so real quickly, we need to specify to the audience when we are talking about Anakin the Clone Wars and when we are talking about Anakin the movies because Anakin, Anakin the Clone, the Clone Wars. Wars is almost not the same character. They're not. Well, you know, you, we, you can we started we you started this. Yeah. You know, this is funny. We started we really started this because of my Star Wars Pez collection. I've referenced this a lot and everybody knows that's my little side Star Wars thing. But a friend of mine asked me, "Why is Anakin with the bad guys and i go because he killed younglings but then it made me think about it like that was more darth vader without the mask yet so i put him in the middle he's on the dark side because he inevitably anakin still makes those choices and anakin becomes darth vader but he anakin is still somebody else and that's who comes back at the end of return of the jedi actually anakin so anakin is who he is and he never really wanted uh uh to have a padawan but he ends up with this amazing specimen and this amazing woman girl well i mean she becomes a woman so quickly in terms of like her maturity and her and who she is as a commander and by the way like ray like rose and i would argue like leia despite the slave leia thing do not over sexualize her ever that's the thing like my crushes and my love is not it's not it's not sexual because obviously she's also a child it's more about like like respect for the woman yeah. she is that like is like such a you know it's a, it's not attraction but attraction it's like oh my god she is do you remember our rogue a one commentary character. do you remember our rogue one commentary sure i was of course salivating over felicity jones who's gorgeous but what was the said was the moment i fell in love with Jin ursa do you remember uh the eyes no when she when she gangs the blaster and she's like i found it you know, it was totally oh, right, a personality right. character why does moment. She get, why did yeah. she get one? Like what I'm right, saying is right, I'm right. not in love with Jin Erso and Felicity for exactly the same reasons. Right. And so that's why it's not weird. Right. By the way, hot callus is a thing in Rebels. I mean, you know, Star Wars fans come from the Comic-Con world, come from the anime world. And so we're comfortable talking about, you know, animated characters as being hot right. within reason. But even right. within reason, there's a whole like furry culture out there. Who am I to judge anybody? <laughs> but what I'm saying right, 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 is the right. fact that a mainstream Star Wars fan like you who is as hardcore as me in terms of love and watching but isn't in the nerd universe which is so healthy for you god bless you I, and one of the main <laughs> reasons simi it's not a coincidence our podcast do so well because you are the guy that knows as much and loves as much about it as my other star wars guests but you don't have you, you're not obsessed with the nerd world and so you have opinions that are unaffected by it but but really quickly what i'm saying is 
you love it's, it's the same way i can love different ages of ahsoka just as a character for different and reasons and same reasons right 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 and 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 anyway so the rela- let's go back on track so the relationship uh between you uh, Simi, Anakin- you've grown in the last four weeks <laughs> you're the one getting <laughs> See, me back on track you. jesus christ i told you i Woo! told you i'm a whole new person man i'm gonna i gotta text arena says she's doing something right she knows what's up so all right so their relationship is f- more formal than that of Ezra and Kanan. Anakin and, and Ahsoka, yeah. A- Anakin and Ahsoka is more formal than that of Ezra and Kanan, but uh, it, it, there's still this informal banter, mm-hmm. which is which is kind of like to bring us back to how actually our original friendship is in Young Judea, where the people it's peer leadership, and the leaders aren't that the head leaders aren't that much older than you. Where you have someone who's like the person who's the head 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 is like you know, six years older than you or something like that. So it creates this atmosphere of like, well, it's not this old person who I feel like, like a professor where I might feel uncomfortable with uh, asking a question and feeling stupid. It's, it's, it's a, it's a peer of mine ish. That's super educated, super into this topic. And I'm not afraid to look like an idiot. And that's kind of what they're, they're not afraid to look like an idiot in front of either one of them. He's not afraid to take risks with her. Um, and she's not afraid to take risks mm-hmm. with him. And, and that, that, that interaction and that give and take between the two of them is a really special thing. And, and they cover for each other, which almost to a fault. I find, uh, I find that uh, Ahsoka oh, is, yes. is apologizing uh-huh. and, and, and making excuses for it. And us knowing who yep. Anakin becomes, at sometimes it's scary almost um, that they're more of like a brother-sister uh, uh thing and she's always um actually speaking of my wife my 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 brother-in-law i'm so happy i have a i have a little brother i've never had a little brother he's an awesome dude he's uh, a banker he's 27 and he's super awesome and all the girls think he's hot and you know he's super attractive and he's super bright and he's good at basketball all these things so sounds but like same you. kind of thing. <laughs> Like, Same kind of thing. When I when I even say something remotely negative about him, and not that I say anything negative about him, but he's ten years younger than me, and whatever, like you know, in in my wife's eyes, her brother can do no wrong. So you know, even when maybe he doesn't do something that's awesome, not that he's not an awesome guy, but not everybody's perfect, and we're talking about. So that's the thing. So she'll make extenuous, uh, you know, allowances for her brother because she loves him and, and cares so much for him. Same thing with Anakin, Anakin and Ahsoka. Ahsoka is constantly being like, well, my master does things in a different sort of way. You mean he just tortured those people to get some information? Well, yeah, he used aggressive uh, tactics uh, to figure out what he wants. So- and, and, and she makes it okay, which isn't okay. Mm-hmm. But that's that informal wonderful relationship that they have and they're mm-hmm. covering for each other okay. um and that just shows more of their bond i think she's wrong in it mm-hmm. and sometimes you need to tell your friends and your family that they're fucking up but you have to know how to say it and see their flaws but sometimes you don't see them because mm-hmm. you're so close and yep. that's why their relationship is so yep you know she's trained by the greatest jedi in the world basically ever and uh you know he then doesn't become the greatest jedi in the world he becomes one of the greatest siths ever and then She's all like going through this process with him. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's the spouse at some level or the closest family member. So, you know, yeah. it, it's, you know, what? it's a really great relationship. Dude, the more I watch Revenge of the Sith, the more 
what George Lucas asked Hayden Christensen to do in terms of flipping, mm-hmm. there are Academy nominated actors I don't think could have pulled that off. I, I think that was really unfair. And I think the only way to explain it, because let's be honest, the early Revenge of the Sith Anakin, who's kind of mischievous, smiling, and buddies with Obi-Wan, is very reminiscent of the Clone Wars Anakin. But his change is not only irrational, but I hate to keep coming back to this well, man, and bring the lore in. The Sith Virgins in Coruscant is working everyone, including and especially Anakin. It's the only way to explain it. I mean, he flips into straight mind control like Loki when, when Loki comes in in the Avengers, you know? And uh, it, you... you <laughs> it's tough to buy but my point being the fact that you can go from him being like a loving older brother of ahsoka to what we see at the end of revenge of the sith i'm giving hayden more and more credit in this whole process even though matt lanter's voiced anakin the clone wars is clearly more appealing and simi we've talked about was clearly a quote-unquote corrective as i call it from the movies to the cartoon series which was a few years later which was hey you know what's more interesting than a shithead becoming vader a really cool honorable guy becoming vader you know hey you know never underestimate the power of the dark side i mean you can you can think of through this entire saga of Star Wars on every level, and if you were a referee, like say a boxing referee, where you quietly keep scoring the corner, mm-hmm. you'd you'd have to say the dark side is winning. You know what I mean? Like like the the amount of times that the dark side has it up on the light, it throughout this whole fucking thing. I mean, in the end, it balances it out. But gee, we spent a lot of time in the dark, you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, I, I just think I think that's that's what mm-hmm. really you know uh, really really is, is is Anakin's downfall is really what what kills him. Like he had so much potential, and in the end, like you see this changeover where the light beats the dark and everything balances out, and blah 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 blah. But not but, really, yeah. But not really. It never, it, you know, the, the dark. Ray's going to be the first exists. one. That's going to be the big reveal from a spiritual standpoint at the end of episode nine is that the Skywalkers are so flawed. It has to be someone else. And Ray's going to be the one to bring extended peace to the galaxy, I think, is what's, what's ultimately in terms of stuff you and I care about, not specific plot points. But you know what I'm saying? Like, have you seen have you seen some of these things about more speculation about that? She is somebody's daughter. OK, let's get back to that, because. I want to keep on this Anakin thing. So did you buy, so you bought Ahsoka immediately. You weren't annoyed. You've seen at least some anime to understand her character, right? Which is not even, which is her character is not, is like a zero on the annoying scale when it comes to anime cartoon characters who can be very annoying. And that's because as soon as I, as soon as I got it, as soon as I, as soon as I got through the first six episodes, I started cutting. Through. Boom! That's like, when they hit it. Mid season one, yeah. they're already hitting it. Yep, they're nailing yeah. it. They just needed. Yeah. To, they as need soon as I, to, they need to grow. As soon as her I up. got through some of that yeah. bullshit, you they, know. Between one and two, the only thing they do is they tone down her costume. They grow her up a little bit. They take away the Artui and some stupid stuff that doesn't even matter. But they keep the snips. That's why I think. Yeah. The, so okay, guys. So Simi, here's where it comes together. So guys, Simi and I are going to do commentaries, not just for some Clone Wars episodes, but for a bunch of them, but specifically the great two to three to four episode arcs. Now, I sent to Simi 12. Now, a couple of them are individual episodes, mostly like Ahsoka character building episodes, but most of them are
them are arcs. Now, the first arc is the very end of season one with Cad Bane stealing the holocron because the Empire is trying to find the younglings, you know, uh, young Jedi possibilities and either kill them or take them into control, which, by the way, we see in Rebels and all throughout the comic books, Vader and Palpatine trying to find baby Jedis everywhere and so forth. But the second one, Simi, is Luminara. And Luminara is the great Embarrass, who's Luminara's... So, Luminara's a Jedi Master, Anakin's a Jedi Master, and their Padawans, Barriss and Ahsoka, go on a mission and they get stuck, right? And... Mm -hmm. What is the response? Luminara and Barriss both say it's the will of the force. We were meant to die. We don't need to try and fight it, blah, blah, blah. And what do you, I'm going to throw it to you. I'm sure even if you don't remember the episodes, what are the reactions of Anakin and Ahsoka without even talking to each other in that situation? Fuck this. The will of the force. We're, not get, we're getting the fuck, we're out, getting of the fuck out of here, bitches. Will of the force is we get back in the fight because we're like the two most talented Jedi they fucking have, which is why the clones respected them so much. Yeah, the will of the force is not for us to die in this petty bullshit. But what get happens to Luminara and Barris? This is a tie to Rebels. Luminara ends up getting captured and turned into like a ghost slave of the the Sith, which is the first great Rebels episode. I think episode four in season one is when they think Luminara is alive and Kanan is like going full force power crazy with Ezra trying to save Luminara and he wants Luminara to, tra- to train Ezra, but ends up Luminara is actually dead and they're just using her like dead soul. And Barris ends up, spoiler <laughs> alert guys, being like the Judas character of framing Ahsoka for murder. Uh, it, in season five when you think it's venturous so these two are giving up anakin and ahsoka are like shut up we're getting out of here can we talk about that sidebar real quick go so that's super important Mm -hmm. um ahsoka's relationship with barris at some level she looks at barris as and her relationship with luminara as you know that's you know as we talk about her relationship with Anakin, I believe they both look at the way they they work with each other, Luminara and Barris, as like that's what it's supposed to be. You know, that's like I, I believe Anakin imagines in his mind that that's what it was like with Qui Gon and Obi Wan. You know, I think I think that's more and the way how uh, how she's yes master, no yes master, yes master, yes master, and there's no there's no there's nothing like there is between. Uh, Anakin and Ahsoka. It's nothing like that. So I think they both look at that and they're like, well, that's that's how it should be. And then it makes them analyze their own relationship and then they almost act out of character with each other when they're in some of these episodes to try to like say that they're like, you know, that they're just as good in the way they do things, but mm-hmm. they still questions their model. Mm-hmm. It still questions how they're thinking about working this relationship of teacher and, and, and student, apprentice and, and master, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's really interesting. But then it's so ironic that she ends up, uh, you know, betraying the Jedi Order and, and framing Ahsoka. But but that's what triggers Ahsoka to also kind of look at the Jedi and not necessarily disagree with Barris. So Barris's role with Luminara is it plays many levels to the evolution of thought of how how Ahsoka looks at the Jedi, although it put her in this awful situation to her, the Jedi became the King without the clothes. You know, he's walking around saying, you know, it's the will of the force It's the will of the force. And like Yoda, you fucked up. Yoda fucked up. Yoda's supposed to be this grand fucking master. Mm-hmm. And he fucked up. He's you know, what's interesting. You know, what's so interesting to me is Yoda fucked up, but he comes to realize it in his late age and death. And Luke 
inherently knows Yoda fucked up, but he still can't get the lessons out of his head, right? It's like it's like when you're being abused and, and you know you're being abused, right? But it's still happening. It's a cycle. Or, so we were talking about Netflix before. So you know, in Daredevil. By the way, Simi, do you agree with me that as guilty as Jews are, the guilt with Catholics is like off the charts? You watch Matt Murdock with the ch- with the church. No, I, there's uh, in a lot of my sociology class. I'm a psych major. A lot of my sociology classes I took, there was a constant uh, uh, comparison between Italian and Jews. Oh and, yeah, okay. uh, especially Italian mothers and Jewish mothers. And Italians um, and Jews are the same you know, people. The food, the yeah. family, the strong mothers. Yeah. Every, we're a little feminine. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's also some machismo aspects of it. But about, the guilt you know, is Irish, about, which is interesting. The the, uh, the guilt with Catholicism sure. is more Irish than Italian. Well, not to get nerdy on you, but the guilt. There's been actually studies. Simi, you're on a Clone Wars, Star Wars podcast. Yeah. What's nerdy? Sorry, go ahead. So there was this uh, double bind study of epidemiology in uh, in Ireland, and it showed how there was actually a learned schizophrenia that that occurred, and it, it happened between um, unwed mm-hmm. dudes and their mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they kind of castrated them into being like damned if you do and damned if you don't, yep. where they put them in this situation where they're they're like, yep. why can't you get married? And then they're like, but yeah. you can't leave me. Which, so then which, these guys the way, never leave yeah. their mother right. and, or have shitty relationships with women because right. they feel they can't replace well, their that's, mother. That's so. just shitty. But what, what's right. really horrible is that the the – pedophilic priests use the guilt t- t- to get what they wanted but that's off subject sure. so what i'm saying is that's a whole other podcast right, so matt murdoch right matt murdoch right. is like batman crossed the spider-man but you know more street level right daredevil right yeah yeah, yeah. so he can he's blind by the way do you want to tell you how many sci-fi tropes the blind can see neo in the matrix paul detrades and in dune um you know uh, luke in some ways at certain point it's such it's such a trope or whatever but anyways the point being what is when you watch the daredevil series it's mostly his friends making him feel bad for what he's doing and he's constantly arguing against them but what happens he internalizes it right that's the thing you can be the strongest person to criticism on the outside or you know a strong critic of something on the outside but the other side does penetrate if you have any empathy or emotion and say what you will about luke skywalker and by the way i think it's safe to say he's not the smartest jedi ever as i've pointed out chirut at the best same age is much smarter than the 55 year old uh luke skywalker on octo you know what i mean absolutely like and Anakin's not the smartest either, and that's important. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's not intelligence. But what I'm saying is, you know, you let that seep in, and it can do like really unpredictable things. It, but Ahsoka and Anakin have a mutually pulling each other up thing where it becomes more competitive, like Kanan and Ezra when it's when it's functioning, right? And they well, almost the tune out. They, sorry, they almost tune out the outside world, and, and they're reckless. But even though the war is pointless, they are normally reckless trying to save other people or the people working for them, including the clones, by the way. They're the only ones who care about the clones. Well, there are a functioning relationship between student and teacher that constantly evolves and is comfortable with that. And I think, I think the modern idea from educators is probably that type of goal of, of, uh, of teacher and apprentice, master and apprentice, you know, that, that, that give and take and that we all want it level, well, that's why we love Obi-Wan and Luke and Yoda for exactly right. that reason yeah 
Right. As I said, like the Antioch, the Hampshire College, you know, nine people read their own major, <laughs> don't have grades. Yeah. You know, not not making it that hippie-ish, but like in reality, if you could actually – if you if you, the relationship between this teacher and the student mattered so much to both of them, then grades wouldn't matter. You know, like the, the project would be great. It's just like how great could the project become? You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't it wouldn't be a question of effort. You know, if there's nine people in the class, so, you're paying forty thousand dollars okay. a year. Why the fuck are we here? So then? you know, like you're just wasting money. Yeah. You know, come on. So Sammy, I, I've I've copied something from you because I love it so much. Where we first time we talked about Ahsoka, and you're like, she's the captain of the soccer team. She's the valedictorian. She's the head of the cheerleading squad. Yep. She's the head of the yep. debate squad. She's the head of the chess team. And by the way, Princess Leia falls in this category as well. And Absolutely. I think there's Leia's, but I don't want to get off on Leia because you know, I'll talk Leia forever. However, Ahsoka's the best at everything. But by the way, she doesn't get framed in spite of her being great. She gets framed because she's great. Because they're scared of her and they know she could pull that off if she wanted to, right? It's just and a they want to make an powerful. example of her. And they want they want the the they want to grab the value. No, I don't think so. Say, not the not the lead guys. Windu and, and Yoda, while they're dumb, they they feel bad about it the whole time. Maybe some of them do. <clears throat> no, no, that's not what I meant. I'm saying Var- Barris. Oh, Barris. Took yeah, her as the they could have taken any Padawan. They took the Padawan. You know the. Like, they took Anakin, you know what I mean? Like, they took the creme. She's they, 16 they, at the oldest when she gets kicked out. They were terrorists. Yeah, 16. They were terrorists who wanted to cause a terrorist plot to incriminate yep. the, the problems within the Jedi, you know? And and not saying they're, they're Sith, but, you know, they're, they're fraction. And actually, you, you brought up Chiro, which is interesting. Um, I And when I say that she's gray, I think of it more like Chiro, meaning like, like, there is no formal education there. It's, you know, is he Jedi? No, mm-hmm. he's strong with the Force. They're, you know, they're like she, silver. She's yeah. super. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, they're not, they're still, like, and there is no, I guess silver is the nicer uh-huh. word for it, or, or white gold or something like that. Like, they're, 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 they're in the, they, they dabble away. They're a fraction. Right. Um, and I'll tell you what, they might be the pinnacle. Here's, they might. Can, so they I may just, embody I, the force. They are the pinnacle the Jedi. Okay, so they I, may embody the, the force. I, I have something important to say here. I have something important to yeah. say. While I've backpatted a ton about the siege of Mandalore, because literally I've been calling it for a year, including our first podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I literally said that Ahsoka was never going to die. There was no way she was dead. I called time travel on our podcast, Timmy. You did. Six months we before the time travel. Bit. We yeah, argued yeah, about yeah. it. Jedi Geek Girl yeah. argued. Tim, everyone argued with me. And then we got arguably the best animated Star Wars show ever in this world between the worlds. And they're not going to overuse it, but I fucking called that that was going to happen with Ahsoka. And I'm, you know, I'm writing my whole story based on this. You well, know? I was gonna say we, we didn't argue about what happened. We argued about no, no, no we didn't travel. argue. We didn't we, argue. We, we but I'm saying we, I have Star Wars contributors who are right. still telling me that wasn't time travel. I'm like, we're watching oh Ahsoka God. in the past get pulled into the future. That's time travel. Um, but anyways, also like. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let me get a this thought out. Ago, let me get this thought out. Far away. Despite me being right about Ahsoka being alive, despite me being right about time travel and her being exploring parts of the Force nobody else is, despite the fact that she's already like one of the strongest at age 14 is now maybe the, the strongest, including with Vader, who she beat twice now, um, and Maul twice, which we're going to see again. Uh, in the she stalemated Vader. 
Well, she she took it. Vader away f- out of Rebels. <laughs> I mean, she's... No, 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 but in Rebels, when 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 Ezra pulls her out, that was a stalemate. She's supposed yeah, she to sliced die. him in the face to see if it right, was him, right, right. and then right. she that, she ran away. A, yeah, but she could have killed a, him. I, Anyways, stale, point, it doesn't matter. Just stalemate. Okay, point is she can fight Vader, but the bigger point is to me. Here, here's what I wanted to say. If we never get more Ahsoka after the Siege of Mandalore, and the Siege of Mandalore is everything we want, I will be happy. But Simi, I'm here to tell you, because of how powerful she is in the Force and her ability to operate at so many levels, we need to see live-action Ahsoka achieve things we've never seen other live-action characters achieve, or else I don't think we will get the full recognition of how great she is as a character and a Jedi. Let me explain myself real quickly. So you know how even though Kanan's not like a full Jedi, he can jump like 50 feet and they can do all these crazy things in the cartoons they can't do in the movies? Well, Mm -hmm. obviously there's an explanation, which is it's much cheaper. Plus with a cartoon, you want to expand the format and have them do crazy stuff, right? Now we do see Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon do some jumping in episode one, but for the most part, you know, the cartoon Anakin is much more limber than the live action Anakin. And that's fine, but that's not what makes us so great. But that's not what makes Ahsoka great. What makes Ahsoka great is her giant brain. And you know what Luke doesn't have is a giant brain. And you know what Ray doesn't have is a mentor who can handle how emotionally complex she is. Ahsoka is the only one. But even wow. if we don't see Ahsoka in episode nine, which I still think is going to happen, and everyone thinks I'm crazy, but I'm saying it now. Even if we don't see Ahsoka in episode nine, Simi, we need to see her live action so that. It's not that live action is any more lore than, you know, or canon, uh, I should say, than the cartoons. And let's be honest, Star Wars is doing the TV stuff way better than Marvel in terms of connecting the universes, right? I mean, Rebels and Clone Mm -hmm. Wars feels exactly connected to the movies and vice versa. The fact that Gareth Edwards, the director of Rogue One, wanted Syndulla, you know, Chopper and the Ghost and all that in it and wanted Slot and so forth just shows that that's the case. In the Marvel shows, Jessica Jones will mention, oh, the Avengers this or, you know, Captain America that, and, like, that's all you hear about. What I'm Mm -hmm. saying is to get to the widest audience, to get to the Last Jedi 1.4 billion, Force Awakens uh, 2.1 billion audience, to see and experience Ahsoka, that's why she needs to be in the live action and to see her fully powered, not with raising rocks or using a thousand lightsabers, but with her giant brain and, more importantly, having a giant heart with those Jedi powers is unprecedented. Can I go? Can I go somewhere where I don't think we've ever really gone? Please, I miss you so much. But you could literally do anything. So it's a little dark, but like you're much. Oh, really? I don't like dark. I I thought you knew that about me. You're much better with these timelines than I am. But like, although Ahsoka's still alive, we know she's dead, though, right? No, because the end of Rebels is her and Sabine alive after Return of the Jedi, looking for Ezra. Okay. We know Hera, Sabine, Chopper. But we don't know. Uh, but we don't Hera know who she alive. is at that point. We don't know. She what looks she like Gandalf. Is. You remember that shot from fucking, the end of yeah, Rebels? Yeah, that's what I yeah. said. She looks like fucking Gandalf. I mean, dude, I, I was doing commentary for the first couple episodes of season two, 
And you know how she sends them to get the clones, but she doesn't tell Kanan because she knows Kanan will hate Rex. It, it, so she just says they're my friends. And then the clones almost get them killed. And, you know, Kanan forms a friendship with Rex over time, blah, blah, blah. But what does she say? She says, I have questions, questions that need answering, which is the exact quote mm-hmm. of Gandalf from Fellowship of the Ring. I mean, Dave Filoni d- does not even try and hide how much he loves a combination of Lord of the Rings and like Princess Mononoke with the wolves and stuff like that, which I love. And, and also, but, side yeah. note, in that in the book she's smarter than that time when he has questions and he like he leaves her like 10 years or 20 years by the way she's not like a couple months she i I hate to do the nerdy comparative powers between two totally different properties but ahsoka is more impressive uh and more powerful and and so much more perceptive and more interesting than, than gandalf is as great as the ian mckellen portrayal is and i love the lord of the rings books it's almost a disservice to just say Ahsoka is the Star Wars Gandalf because she's so much more. And, she and we wouldn't staff. have Ray without her. And we would not have Ray without her. You talk about the staff. Go ahead. Dude, she has a staff like Chiro too. But hey, so this is this is just this oh, thing. Oh yeah, off the book. Stick. Go, go, go. You know when you like what, when we were, I was, you, we've watched that Filoni uh, interview with him and uh, Ashley and, and, um, uh, the other artist uh, and writer uh, Pablo Hidalgo. So Pablo, Pablo Hidalgo, Hidalgo yeah. he's like the continuity guy. But like you know, yeah. all those cool b- books with like the R and like explaining the ships and stuff you see in the book. Like he's the guy that puts those all together and, and so forth. Yeah, go ahead. So I just think there's something interesting that he says at some point. Um, he's talking about uh, in the in between world that there was showing some art about Ahsoka stabbing this wall to try to open it up and, or no, to try to seal it with her lightsaber. And, um, Palpatine is, is, is shooting, uh, lightning at her. Um, and the wall is protecting her from really getting the full force of the lightning, but she's still getting some of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so he says to Ashley, he says, you don't, you want the wall. You don't want that fight. Um, and so for people who write the lore and in charge of canon, you know, I, I sometimes there's these little things when I'm listening to Filoni talk uh, where I maybe I just keep listening to it and listening to it and I make it something more than it is. But what from that statement, he ranked Ahsoka's power as a Jedi. He, I don't think he meant to do it, but he made it clear that he in a fight, he said it in a fight right then and there for who who Ahsoka was at that point, mm-hmm. if she fought Palpatine, she would lose. Okay, hold on. Okay? Wait, hold on. I, I got to bring in the philosophy here, Simi. Okay. What is the great Vader line with the Imperial officers early on in A New Hope? Right? They make fun of his hocus pocus and talk about the pl- the Death Star destroying planets. And what, is, what does Vader say? Uh, roughly, he says... Uh, roughly. <sighs> Says the power to destroy planets is insignificant next to the power power of the force. The force, not the dark side of the force. The force, and as I've said, and we, I said in that commentary with you, which you were much better in that commentary than me listening back. I had a few cogent points though, and one of them was that's the deepest we ever see Vader slash Anakin is him making that point about the force. Yes, acknowledging. Now has Vader ever ever physically destroyed a planet ever? Just answer me yes or no. Has Vader ever physically himself with the force powers destroyed a planet? The whole planet. With his force powers destroyed like, a planet or with the Death Star? No, no, no. Not, I'm going to ask you that in a sec. Did, 
Does Darth Vader ever point his finger at a planet and blow it up? No. Uh, the Death well, Star blew in, up actually. Oh, wait, pl- wait, hold on. Hold on. He's killed tons of people. But what I'm saying is, it's clear that the, despite what Darth Vader said, and I agree with him, the Death Star is way more powerful from a physical standpoint, but that okay. doesn't make it more powerful overall. Because guess what? Guess we're all, and this comes out in the comics, man, which I'm trying to get you into the Darth Vader comics. Every single rival of Vader, other than one or two, was killed on the Death Star. D- Darth Vader was thrilled that the Death Star blew up when you read the extra literature because he hated those guys and they were all lackeys like Tarkin and so forth to, to Palpatine. He was thrilled that they died. Have you noticed how he's like a side Lord in in episode four, but episode five, he's the number two to Palpatine. That's not, that's not a coincidence. What I'm saying is what makes Ahsoka's power so great is that it's not purely manifested by physical things. That's, that's all I'm saying. Right. Right, exactly. Um, and thank you, by the way, for that. The art is great. I haven't read it all the way through. That's an excellent comic, though. I'm really excited about it. Um, no, I, I, I really think, ultimately, this in-between, and anyways, that, that point about what who they are and um, and that you don't want that fight and ranking them and, and, and understanding who's more powerful with the Force. And... Um, you're right. Uh, Palpatine and Vader don't talk a ton about they. They understand the Force and the dark side, and and they understand the for, yeah. like what what their role is in it mm-hmm. because they are Sith, mm-hmm. um, and they are the opposite, and they they mm-hmm. they occupy that other that other end of it. But it's another question that you have to understand that they have to exist. Isn't there? There must be a dark with the nothing light. Nothing has I to mean, exist. That's the whole point. If you go in the full Eastern philosophy, literally nothing has to exist. Right. Right. So, well, I mean, I'm saying that there is no what is and nothing exists no, permanently. There is no dark. Everything's in no constant light. flux. Yeah, the force right, exactly. constantly if you is have in motion. Compared to if it's always light, then you don't. If it's always one time of day, like in Alaska during some time. By of the year, way, uh, Simi, I just have to say, and this is going yeah. to happen with us, not tonight, but at some point, in almost three years of podcasting with tons of Star Wars, I've avoided a full-on Eastern philosophy thing about Star Wars because Lucas is tapping into so many deep ideas, but I don't want to make it so esoteric for people, so I try and sure. not go too far into it. I'm going sure, to do sure, it at sure, some sure. point, but I, I try and give these little nuggets. When, he, you know, when, when they say every always in motion is the Force, that's Taoism. Taoism says... There's no objectivity, not because we can't be objective, because literally by the time we can form the sentence to describe something, it's already changed. You know, and you think of religion. I, I actually think the relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka is that of like uh, a rabbi and a student where, you know, in some religions, we talked about Catholicism briefly and whatever. It's discouraged to ask questions and our religion is encouraged. We actually have one of the one of the most high holidays, Passover. Um, not only are you supposed to recite four questions questioning certain things in the story, but you're also encouraged to ask um, that in, in religious families, they, they sit and they ask other questions um, and they grapple with ideas um, and, 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 and an understanding of different things and, and how it relates to now versus then and, and literature from then and, and, and comparing it to to real life and and, and modern times, the level and it's, of it's a constant, narration, it's a constant debate, dude. Simi, the level of narrative mo- modernity in the stories in the Bible and the mm. Torah 
that's the one thing mm. that would convince me that it is holy or from a more ancient time. All the historical facts show that it's not holy, but more specifically that it's much more recent than we think. But other than like Cervantes with Don Quixote in early 1600s being like the first mm. novel, you look at the narratives of the characters in the epic stories in the Tanakh and specifically the Torah. It's hard to believe when you're reading from literally everywhere else around the globe at that time, how advanced narratively it is. It is an amazing thing. And just to loop it back, man, George Lucas has mostly other than the Holy birth of Anakin, which, you know, I hate, um, although I don't mind the midichlorians as much as some people, George Lucas has tried very hard to have it be Eastern philosophy, but with some Western religious themes. It's a very, very, delicate balance i think he was scared to do what frank herbert did which was assert that islam combined with buddhism is the most superior form of uh, of pure faith and that's what ultimately leads the desert people of dune to take over the galaxy in a jihad that you're almost behind because of how corrupt the galaxy is is a combination of islamic faith and buddhist philosophy george falls a little bit on the christian side for me but i i i think we get some of that i don't want, we don't have to jump into mortis right now but we have to talk about mortis at some point go ahead well all right Spoiler alert, Spoiler alert. I'm going to throw it out there. Um, I believe that Ahsoka is the daughter um, reincarnated. So mm-hmm. her type If you finish Battlestar Galactica, will, this would make way more sense to discuss. I can't bring it up. Oh, dude, I've been holding out on the last four episodes. I'm kind of a hoarder sometimes when it comes to things. Oh, wait, and also, did you see been, the piano episode? I'm Where Starbuck I'm plays the piano? The episode, uh, don't tell me anything. I'm not I'm telling you anything. Point, you would know. Sorry, I'll tell you exactly where I am. Okay. Uh, uh, Adama and uh, Cyclops are just getting trashed Ty. together. And Adama, Ty, right. And so, like, as soon as Adama. Does he know that Ty's the Cylon? Cool, Spoiler alert. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're, like, having this weird. Did Starbuck play the piano and get that weirder response out of the final five Cylons? I don't think so. Uh, okay. Oh, what's her name? Uh, Ty's wife. Ellen. Uh huh. Yeah. And she's. The, <laughs> I love Ellen. Yeah. I hate her. I know. I know. I know. I, I'm right. supposed to hate her. I love her because she's. No, a I hate. Yeah. I feel like she degrades the whole show. Yeah, I, feel like, I, d- I totally I feel disagree. Like, I feel like her entire character makes yeah. it a soap opera. I think Ty killing his Not wife. Not that everything. Everything is a soap Ty, opera. By Ty the way. killing his wife with poison at the beginning of season three while crying because she's a traitor and he has to lead is one of the saddest moments. It's in television ever. Fine, fine, okay. fine. Focus, focus, but her, focus. I loved focus, it. Focus. He killed her. Okay, that was great. She was gone. Okay, anyway. don't say, don't say, don't say that. Don't say that. She's not a real person. Yeah. I mean, I don't want anyone to die. So Sammy, saying, I don't. You, you were going to go way off book, and I probably kept you on book a little bit more. But I want to let you go off book again on this if yeah. you want to. So go ahead. Wait, we gotta get back to track. We we got way way too far off. So the path. Wait, we were we were sort of talking about the levels of strength of Ahsoka, what makes her strong, what makes her different, really anything on that topic. Right. Uh, we went into the rabbit hole of religion. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we we fell we right. fell far into that rabbit hole. But I mean, that's no, what I studied in college and in the graduate level, so it's easy I for me. I also yeah. have a minor in religion, and my major is psychology. Or, well, uh, religious studies. Thank mm. you. Your course transferred all 27 <laughs> credits. I got nothing. Bitch. I got nothing. I got 27, and then I, I you added. Say it's 15, great. Yeah. I added 15 to it from other classes I took. I yeah. took 40 credits towards 
it's called a specialization. No, but I remember because Stein, because you know, it was with Stein, Stein did the same thing. And Stein was like, I'm halfway done college. I'm like, what? <laughs> Dude, can I tell you something about Stein? So Stein had I to work her. so hard. By the way, don't her and he HB a- look exactly the same as 20 years ago? Stein and oh, HB look exactly. all do. I mean, me and you clearly look older. We still look great. But those two look exactly like 20 years ago. Go ahead. They're so cute. I love them. Adorable. I had so much fun. The they were at my wedding. I know. I got pictures. pictures. Go ahead. Uh, I wish I got to spend more time with But, uh, yeah. That's what no, that, that's That's so funny. Now you got me all off track. Um, we're talking about religion psychology ahsoka going off book so let me focus let me focus this this will be good yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah. will be good so so you okay so then when did you start watching rebels and i watched it in order i watched it in order and it was also hard to okay. get used to the type of cartoon that that, so, that rebels was i have to ask rebels you this was, question yeah the very end of season one with the Ahsoka reveal, and she comes down the ladder looking stunning. I'm sorry. Like Fal- I don't care who Falcon. you are. Right. As Fulcrum, revealing herself before she says anything, looks stunning. And when I say stunning, guys, I don't mean hot. I just mean a beautiful like a design boss. piece of art. Which, by the way, Simi, you were teasing this with the, the uh, Eckstein, Filoni, Padalgo thing is... Filoni spends a lot of his time designing Ahsoka and her clothing and everything. Like, there's a reason Ahsoka looks the best in both Rebels, in my opinion, in both Rebels and Clone Wars, she looks the most human and best because Filoni spent so much time. But when you saw her that first time in Rebels, were you immediately like, this is adult Ahsoka? Or did you need a few episodes to, to buy into it? No, I was like, I was like, clap my fucking hands. Oh, I'm God. like, she looks back great. and back in charge. She's got armor. You know, the lekus are growing out. Oh, it's fantastic. But that's see, that's that thing that I'm scared about, and I love how Filoni's already. Don't go there. On don't it. go there. Let's 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 stick with the history no? here. Okay. Well, no, no, we'll, we'll get okay, there. Keep going. We'll get there. So, d- d- did anything? Because you. Uh, you know how I talk about one of the reasons I love Rogue One was that I immediately felt like I understood both the writing and the direction when I saw it. And so there wasn't a journey. Like some movies, like There Will Be Blood is in my top five. It took a few watches before that happened. Rogue One, I, I, I understood was an A plus for me almost from the beginning. Sometimes you just connect. I feel like you have that connection with Ahsoka and it's written by Filoni. And even though it's a different design team and she looks older and slightly different, it's, am I, am I, am I going too far in saying that you just immediately accepted older Ahsoka because it was the same people writing for her essentially. And it just made sense her being older. I think if you know her story, you immediately respect it. I mean, she's, she was given, who 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 has the Jedi Council kiss your ass and tell you I'm sorry? Who the fuck? I mean, right? Honestly. But that's think she's way too humble to, to to make that be an ego boost or even care. No, about it's ego not. Boost. No, but it's it's showing who she is as a character, right. like her like Zen, her Taoism, like Namaste, mm-hmm. bitch. Mm-hmm. Like like she's she's better than that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she she's something again, perhaps the pinnacle, mm-hmm. not the gray. Not the dark, not the light, the pinnacle. No, she's like Ray. Diamond in she's center. like Ray. It's it's right. it's the good she's side pure. of the force as opposed to the light side of the force, which is something I wish people would use more. You know what I mean? Like and, the, I don't like my only thing I don't like about Princess Leia's lines 
in Force Awakens is, what did she say about Kylo to Han? She says, I know there's still light in him. They should have stuck to the original script and said there's still good in him because there's a difference between the light slash Jedi side and the good side. I thought that was a mistake. Although, in a story I also like don't Force- think there was any good in him. Well, you and I agree about Kylo. Um, although I think he still does love his mom because of how pissed he was when he thought she was dead. I think it's selfishly because it's his mom. But well, like, I think it, all parents are selfish because why do they? Why do parents prefer kids that they've ejaculated out rather than adopt? Right? If we're really human, it shouldn't matter. Um, it, it's all. Do you think they do? Go. Oh yeah, yeah. It, parents want their children to succeed because they do care about them, but also because it's a reflection of their legacy. Absolutely. It's in you. You you think like an adopted? Well, I I don't know. I I know some people who have adopted kids and their own kids. They I both? didn't say I didn't say everyone. I said most people. Uh okay. I'm just curious. I always just I don't know. I I guess I'm just saying like mm-hmm. I have blood family that's family and I have family that's not like blood. You know what I mean? And I I. I, oh no I you are definitely the type of person that could adopt a child and love it as much or more that's the, the thing is it's okay. not about loving it as much some people will love the adopted kid more because they're adopted you know what i mean and some people okay. just don't have it in them send me this different thing Look, i don't have any kids i don't i don't even know what a sophie's uh, choice is like yeah. you know my sophie's choice is like you're gonna be pregnant within 18 months chicken, I, you heard it here first, uh, you heard it first. two years two years okay i got i got a youngin she's 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 seven years well, hopefully younger. it'll look like the mom because you're not looking great <laughs> i'm just kidding no she's hot <laughs> i but I, they'll get my my uh my old man good looks though because people you know this is funny this sidebar real quick about life yeah so people people strangers are honest which uh-huh. is funny so i say to people oh uh they'll be like oh but you're young you just got married you have your whole life ahead of you and i say well i'm actually not that young i'm actually 37 and then they go i'm about to turn oh wow you look really good you look really young i'm like thanks so there's two things in that one Mm -hmm. there's an honest compliment in there but two there's there's an honest statement that i'm also old right you shouldn't look this good like oh you are old so 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 yeah. Anyway, well, that's why I 37. love. By the way, like we look at Sigourney Weaver with the Defenders, or Michelle mm-hmm. Pfeiffer, or or Nicole Kidman. I love that these older women, Jennifer Aniston. Fucking well, she's, like she's not that 30. old. Thirty. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm she's saying, fifty. Yeah, but what I'm saying is in Meryl Streep. I love that these women are not only getting not facial surgery and not only playing their age, but sometimes they're playing old, way older than their age. I mean, do you remember fucking gorgeous uh, Haley Atwell playing? the 90 year old alzheimer in, in captain america the winter soldier playing the 90 year old version of or herself sally uh sally, sally field in in forrest gump she played young mm-hmm. hot getting banged by the principal mom and then milf and then mm-hmm. she played grandma with cancer mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. and she did great bucket did she get nominated i know simi okay i'm bringing it back here i'm bringing it back i'm bringing it got back. it okay Sorry, guys. We Simi and I haven't talked for a while, so we're we're doing catch up in the middle of the podcast. But you know what, Simi? The numbers seem to indicate that the people like the stuff. So fuck it. Okay. Well, so, we can't just. I mean, look. The thing about Star Wars. There's though, so many nerdy opinion. Star Wars podcasts out there. We won't be this. We don't. We're not trying to be them, right? We're just being but ourselves. Talking about Star it's Wars. It's not about trying to be anything. I think the reality is Star Wars is life. Like I mean, like like. It, if you look at the parallels and the struggles, I'm not saying we're in an intergalactical war, but like if you break it down to like the morals and values and the fight that's happening, 
Like, why is it so different than what's going on today? You know what I mean? Like, we're not fighting with lightsabers. It's about protesting, you know? Like, who is who is the evil empire? Who is Darth Vader? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you guys know who he is. But so, all right, it's actually, I'd rather say he's Palpatine. But anyways. Uh, Can I jump in here? This is the Can fun I ask you part. questions? Yeah, man. Okay. Let's rock. So, Ahsoka, real quick chronology, guys. Ahsoka kicked off the Jedi Council. Actually, no, sorry reinstated with the jedi she leaves because they're assholes and then she comes to fight the siege of mandalore which y'all are going to see in the clone wars episode uh season seven or whatever they're calling it she comes dude she fight not only does she fight in the siege of mandalore as not a jedi when she's basically an outlaw she does it voluntarily and all the clones follow her they even cut out the chips from their fucking heads that's how loyal they are to her like rex they cut out the fucking chips from their head which they're gonna have to explain by the way why cody leaves it and kills everybody but rex cuts it out right so they're gonna have to explain that they're with ahsoka they get rid of maul off mandalore which by the way they're all everything with Maul and the Duchess Satine and so forth in Clone oh, Wars man. is amazing, and we're definitely going to be doing commentary on that. But to me, really, dude, quickly, and Savage, Savage, Savage is, is underrated great. character. I'm going to say Maul. I mean, awesome. Maul's whole universe, the Night Sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But he's underrated. We so, don't talk about him at right, all. Okay, but so go ahead. Ahsoka leaves. Okay. She immediately tries to hide the Ahsoka book you must read. She even buries her lightsabers. She thinks about actually getting facial surgery and decides it's impractical. I just love that they or, even talk about it. Or listen to an audible read by Ashley Eckstein. God, I love her. She's so good. You know what? A lot of actors who do audiobooks aren't as good as you think. She's great, but it is her voice as Ahsoka, so whatever. Everybody, I blow up the audible everything. I am not a Audible's great sit down and read because no, I can't sit I have to do audible. still, nope. but I drive constantly all day and it dude i'm getting through three books way, a week with audible right now it's fantastic dude i just i'm into sherlock holmes right now it's oh, fucking okay. awesome Hold on, let me get this out. stephen fry let me get this out let me get this out so v for victory yeah i know v for vendetta stephen fry which was an amazing Sorry, commentary by the way but oh my god he is he's he's a great re- okay. it's sherlock holmes the okay. original ones okay. okay go ahead okay so soka leaves she wins Siege of Mandalore against Maul, but then immediately leaves because of Order 66. We're not exactly sure. She must learn about it remotely and hit the road because they think she's dead. or Like, no one saw her alive other than Rex and a couple other people. Maul knows, but he's not going to help the Sith because he hates the Sith at this point, right? So Ahsoka learns about Order 66. This will come out in the series and disappears. And the Ahsoka book, by the way, Simi... Sometimes I criticize these Star Wars books for just being character studies, but it's usually because it's characters like Phasma I don't give two shits about. But when you do a character study with not a lot of action about Ahsoka, but specifically mm-hmm. how she's avoiding action and trying not to be a Jedi despite the suffering she's seeing, which, you know, that's what, what, what gets Ahsoka pissed off in the Clone Wars is seeing suffering of other people, right? And, and so to not use her powers to try and hide at risk of killing the people, which happens occasionally in the book, spoiler alert, and she eventually has to kill an inquisitor take his lightsaber and turn it into two white lightsabers baby oh man and suck all that evil out of those red crystals sucked it right out but then she joins who does she join end of ahsoka Sammy, your boy bail organa aka jimmy smiths she joins bail organa and based on the rebels timeline is a fulcrum for about 20 years between right after palpatine taking over and the beginning of rebels when she reveals herself as fulcrum she's an underground undercover agent as we've talked about the fact that she knows 
uh, 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 Diego Luna is like a thousand percent sure surety. Um, we or know, that she has given Diego Luna like yeah. several. By the missions. way, do you know what happens in the epilogue of the book of the Han Solo movie, which is canon? Huh? Emphis Ness meets Saw and Jin Erso. I love Emphis Ness. She's awesome. Oh my god! Meets Saw and fourteen-year-old Jin Erso meets Emphis Nest at the end of that movie. So that that book. Uh, there was so much more that so hold on, let me go let me go let that's me go. a movie that right. needs to happen so what anyway. i'm saying is there was a lot more contact between the rogue one people and what was going on and when you read the comics and you read the graphic novel mostly leia focused about the um death of jedda and a lot of the partisans on Jeddah stay on the planet, even though it's like devoured from the Death Star blast afterwards and keep the fight up, including two tubes. And Leia and Luke have to learn a lot about like, do we have to use terrorist methods in order to forward the rebellion and so forth? The ashes of Jeddah, it's called. So they've had way more contact. Point being, she then inter- gets with the rebels crew, does missions with them on and off through season two and eventually the epic Twilight of the Apprentice with her, Kanan and Ezra versus Maul and the Inquisitors and then Darth Vader and what's arguably a 45-minute cartoon that's as good as any Star Wars movie out there. In my opinion, in my opinion, is Twilight of the Apprentice. Absolutely. Do you know what's brilliant? If there's a three-way relationship with Obi-Wan at the top and then Anakin and then Ahsoka in Clone Wars, it flips it on its head for Rebels. Because you've got Ahsoka informally training Kanan and Ezra, even as Kanan is training Ezra and Ezra is teaching things to him. But you notice Kanan never bats an eye when Ahsoka wants something. Ezra immediately trusts Ahsoka. Anything Ahsoka says or people Ahsoka likes, he trusts. And it's not because he has a crush on her. He just gets her spirituality. They're on the same plane. And even though they take Ahsoka out of season two of Rebels, and I wish he was in more of the final season, I I think it was a necessity, man, because you can comment on this later, uh, because he was just maybe stealing attention because she's so great and magnetic. Nevertheless, I think she made Kanan and Ezra even cooler than they were before. Very long-winded way of describing to you the chronology and wanted to talk to you about the progression of Ahsoka. And what do you think, if I could ask, you can literally talk about anything I just said, but Simi, my specific question that I did not address is, what do you think happened in the mind of Ahsoka Tano between leaving the Jedi Council, joining as Fulcrum with Bail Organa, and then when we see her again right before Rogue One of the Rebels crew? What do you see as part of the evolution that maybe we'll learn more about? I mean, you, you obviously see a maturity, you obviously yeah. see independence. Uh, and I think that's, what's interesting about her. And we get into this religion thing on and on and on, but like that she is, she's a fraction, you know? And again, maybe the pinnacle, like, you know, the Jesus was, you know, a rebel and maybe he's the Messiah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't believe he is, but, mm-hmm. but like, that's my point. Like these, the frat, like there's a status quo things that are going on and then there's a fraction and the fraction usually leads to some sort of a solution you know like there's this there's a fight and then eventually there's a solution or a give or a change or something 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 goes another way and there's a shift in the balance or a a balance in the force and yeah and and that's what that's what she possibly represents and like the strength of her character the importance of what she's doing you know, knowing what's going to happen, knowing who she is, um, I, I think she could be something special, especially, especially since they need to. Uh, I mean, she has She's to be so something special. special. Yeah. 
But but you know at, at what at what length you know and maybe maybe she is That's all she that is to be all. in live action. She's, the, she's gonna be in the Obi Wan right. movie. My script. That's the thing. I know I'm gonna write the script and then they're gonna do it because it's the obvious thing to do. Have her go to Tatooine while Luke's a kid and Obi Wan's there and them having an adventure. That's been my idea. Do you know? Yeah. You know your your idea and what you're doing there is like incredible and like there's a lot of a lot of you in there what i'd like to do with you if i ever lose my job in the new future i hope i don't pays the bills and i like my boss actually i love my boss he's a good guy shout out dan uh yeah but uh i would i would i would i would i would occupy your time to have you and i write saw and like that'd be all that jenner so shit and get all that shit together and it would be saw but it's also like it's you know it's also urso you know what i mean like and how cool of a script that script would write itself from what already exists. And then just like, you know, mm-hmm. tangents of the character and creating the character. It would great be day. great. It would be great to me, but I'm looking at the 12 episode arcs. Yeah. And by the way, I only sent you one. That's a single episode. Well, I'm not losing my job anytime soon. I'm saying, did you notice number four on the episode arcs is the just Ahsoka teaches the Academy episode because that's just a great character study. But other than oh, that, watch it. I'm watching it right now. It's okay. on, it's on in the background. But other than that, well, I do have it. Number nine saw and the Onderon saga season five, episode mm-hmm. two to five, by the way, have you noticed how almost every season five episode is in one of the arcs I want to cover? It's like half it's season five is amazing. It's eight, nine, mm. 10, 11, 12 are all season five. However, yeah, yeah. Most of the great episodes have to do with Ahsoka and Anakin, with Satine and Obi-Wan, with some combination of Ventress, Dooku, Maul, Mandalore, Ventress, Cad Bane, it's what the people want it's what the people want but they're just better i mean they're gonna just better yeah but the other one i did include man was rex and the clones going bad that you know because it was important that rex be the one to see the chips malfunctioning and then start questioning what these chips are that are malfunctioning and so there was a lot going on uh but uh, what did you think of the fact that the clones so loyally followed anakin and ahsoka and it's so beautiful how rex still has such loyalty to ahsoka and rebels in the short time they have together god that's a great segue for something that i've been wanting to Go. throw out as like a crazy idea Go. so like clones are incredible and they're incredibly individual and i think that that fucking trailer is an incredible piece of art um as they go through you know fives and 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 Cody and, and, and like introducing all of them as individuals. And so, um, it got me thinking about their soul. Um, I'm going to take a sip real quick. Oh, I love you for bringing this up. So it got me thinking about their soul and what is a clone. And, and, and it's funny, you just brought up, you know, when Ahsoka leads the, the, the younglings to make their, their lightsabers into the uh, ice chambers, you know, of the Jedi. It starts temple. out as one of the corniest arcs ever and ends up being one of the it coolest is. ones. It because ends up being it gives great, you though. such canon and lore uh, yeah. of what a fucking lightsaber is and how they're supposed to create it. And, now, and by the way, the way Ezra creates his lightsaber is much different than the way they do it. But that's another thing. Uh-huh. So what is a, what is a clone? And and clones, we've proven they're individual. Have you watched Black? 
No. Okay. No, keep going. Send me that. Yeah. Um, what is a clone? What is their soul? Who are they as a people? They, they clearly have all. a soul based on how they're portrayed right. in the Clone Wars and Rebels, which is not clear in the and again the corrective from the prequels or just the addition from the prequels when they have time is to show that other than Anakin and Ahsoka, the clones are the most loyal and good-hearted people, even though they're slaves, fake, artificial, and fighting a fake so, war. They're so human. Right. Shinies become individuals. Like you come in as a shiny and you end up, you know, as a fives or a Cody or a person. I mean, not necessarily their rank, but like you, you be, you know, you grow your hair differently. And I like how they, they allow them to do that. They don't, don't stay military, that they allow them to, to, to take on names and things like that and become individuals. So mm. here's my fucked up. Why isn't there a clone Jedi? Because, Why wouldn't a Jedi manifest himself in a clone? Because, because if they're you, not if, real humans? If, 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 because if Lucas is really going the midichlorian, Germanic, Aryan, uh, genetic stock, evolutionary biology route... Then they're not humans? No, they just don't have any blood. Now, now if they were able to mate... Um, with a woman who had Jedi genes, recessive or otherwise, in her blood, they might have children. But since so, they're created so, from a okay, single okay. being that has no midichlorians or force abilities, I think that's why it's impossible. Okay, so one thing at a time. One thing at a time. So there can be... So, so like, to go into the Harry Potter thing of who's a wizard... Right, there are, which I didn't ask you enough muggle, questions about there this. There are muggle-born, yeah. so there are... Sometimes, like, there's just a fucking witch that ends up in a family with two muggles, like Hermione. Hermione's parents are muggles. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when she was eight, she got a, she could do all. Yeah, but you can have it in your blood. Shit. Like, Shmi, didn't know what to do Shmi with it. Skywalker didn't have. St- she didn't have strong. it in her blood. It's not in her. Okay. Well, but is it blood or is it? I mean, I don't want to believe that. But if you Jedi. take the prequels literally, then Anakin has physical things in his blood that he did inherit from either his fake father or somewhere on so his there mother's are Wookie, side. There are Wookies. That so I, were, so I have red hair. I have red hair. Do you know how many people in my even secondary extended family have red hair? Exactly zero. And I look so much like my dad and my mom. It wasn't the milkman. Trust me. Reina's Reina's uh, mom is a redhead. Okay, there's no one in my family that's red hair. Yeah. Okay, so like it's, you. it's just one of those things. I don't have force powers. Yeah. It sucks. Right, but like, okay, so there's a Wookiee. So, that, so there was some Wookiee that originally got the force. <laughs> so I, that's, I guess, what I'm saying. If there's a Wookiee that's a Jedi, then that means I believe, I, I believe that it's Wookiees not Wookiees can blood. be Jedi, yeah. Yeah. One of the younglings is a Wookiee, blood. isn't it? Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So I believe that it's the will of the force who becomes a Jedi. It's not about blood. Uh, but they all come it, it from the ancients. And then all the humanoid, blood. but they're all humanoids. So, Have so we ever Hermione, seen a non-bipedal or at least partially humanoid Jedi? I don't think so. It's They're all humanoids, which means they all could derive from the same ancient stock from millions or billions of years ago. From the ancients. These are humanoids? Humanoids are anyone who vaguely resemble humans, walk on two legs, have arms, teeth, body parts, right. or, and so right. forth. I mean, okay. even Grievous is humanoid, even though he's a robot, a sickly robot with many arms. He's still vaguely humanoid mi- mixed with insectoid. But any uh, bipedal, two legs, two arms, two hands, genitals, etc., blah, 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 are humanoids. And okay. Wookiees are clearly them. Moncals are clearly them. Togrutas are clearly them. Twi'leks are clearly them, right? Zeb so, species, okay, I'm so sure. So this is a yeah. chicken and egg conversation, basically. 
I'm saying well, that we are talking point, philosophy after all. Yeah. Well, all right, but but somebody at some point had to be the first Jedi in their family. So you're just saying that it's just the original clan and they were just born into it. And that's no, that? I think there was an ancient race of because if, if you go the Tolkien route, you okay. know, they talk about the higher and lower men. There's a reason why Aragorn is so superior to other men and why they're all threatened by Aragorn because but Aragorn is actually physically and morally superior to other and intellectually superior to, to you know, Sean Bean's character, because the people of, of Gondor because okay. of stock. They come from the ancient land of Numenor, right? Which is like the lost city of Atlantis to middle earth. But over time, some of the stock is pre- preserved and others uh, I didn't gets mixed. That. And by the way, there's been tons of science in the last 20 years that Neanderthals, humans, Homo erectus, and the different partially human species, we all fucked each other, you know, as we battled right. in the early years. So me and you, yeah. do you know why you and I are so hairy, but Africans can't grow facial hair? It's because there's Neanderthal blood in us. Like, seriously. So, like, right. I, if you take a combination of the old school Star Wars mythology, but they are preserving some of this, it was we seen Rebels and Clone Wars. Then there were ancients millions of years ago in this galaxy that seeded the galaxy. That's why Togrutos look like Twi'leks and they vaguely have genitals like us and you know seemingly could mate. Right, they live so side by side, and that's actually the the confusion. So actually, you have to assume you have to and assume X-Men, that there's ancients because nature would never do that. Immediate extinction. Nature would never do that. Extinction of Homo. Uh, yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Because, but it wasn't true. There, it was a naturalist extinction that like eventually Darwinism. You know, played out, and the stronger genes survived. But they did live side by side and fuck the hell out of each other. That's the point. And right, and that's why you get all this melting pot of different. <laughs> so kids shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nine year olds, dude. Nine-year-olds. Nine-year-olds. Okay, so what? When did you go from just really liking Ahsoka to her being your girl? And guys, again, we're not being weird here. You know, the fact that I love Jenner, so as Felicity Jones. Wars. Well, I know, but I, but there must have been a moment when you saw more mature Ahsoka in Rebels, where you were just like, "Wow, this is like a I see her as the main woman. character." As yeah. I watched, the she show, is. No, I it's all about Anakin and Ahsoka. Character. Both shows are literally about Ahsoka and Anakin. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes she's not in it. Sometimes he's not in it. It's you know, but there's like ref- You know, there's like a few of them where it's like other characters because mm-hmm. like even you know Obi Wan is a side character. Like it's 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 really the two main characters are, are Ahsoka and 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 Anakin. Oh, and it's about Obi Wan and Satine is fantastic. We'll, we'll have to save yeah. that. Yeah, and shout out to Satine. I was telling you, I actually watched Voltron, and she's also the, uh, well, the princess in Voltron. The you, voice is, is the same person. So you know who? Bo- shout out to awesome voice actor Bo-Katan, her her sister Bo-Katan, uh-huh. who's in Clone Wars and Rebels, voiced by Katie Sackhoff. Huh. Who helps that? Sabine in season four on Mandalore of Rebels? And well, it's a by whole the way, art, art. Yeah. By the way, guess what? Katie Sackoff, Gina Torres, who plays Tetsu, Sabine's friend, and Tia Serko, beautiful Indian American woman, who plays Sabine. Guess what? They're going to base the new John Favreau series about, uh, around Mandalore, and it's too bad you don't have three really attractive established actresses who are already voicing the characters who you could literally so cast great. as Bo-Katan, Sabine, and Tetsu. Man, oh my oh, god! Oh man! Oh, oh man! I mean, you heard it here first, people. Itself. Yeah, we're but like the whole thing. It's that's really Starbucks modern. for you guys who don't know who Katie Sackhoff is. That's Starbucks. It's yeah. really, it's really modern. You know what I mean? To be able to watch again. I mean, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, and this might be a great wrap up, actually. Uh, 
you know, it's really modern to be able to evolve mm-hmm. a franchise like mm-hmm. this. Like all you could do when we grew up was, you know, make a movie, have two movies that followed it, and then have a TV show that followed. And that's that, you know. But there's no like up to date, make it. And work. Star Wars can do everything, man. Here's the thing, Simmy. As much as we love Star Wars now. Five years it's from the now, most amazing vehicle. Star Wars the most is amazing going vehicle. to be the only vehicle succeeding in the movies and on TV and on streaming at the same time across the board Absolutely. at all times. Absolutely. And they made us thirsty when we were kids. And now, yes. you know, I used to, when I first got into advertising, you learn that um, uh, people with money of the ages uh, uh, 29 to, to 37 run run the world in terms of television mm-hmm. and advertising and media and entertainment. And so, you know, it just so happens that I'm at that age right now. So all the shit that I like is what's running shit. However, the technology and the, 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 the avenues and the vehicles to feed the masses is unlike it's ever been ever. So it's like you're living in fucking Disneyland as a fucking 40 year old and God bless America. So with that thought, as we head into the final section, two things to me. First of all, announcement yeah, about the commentaries, okay? This is important. So, Simi and I committed to this. I've told this story on one of my Rebels commentaries. i got to tell it here. Which was, you went from being like, yeah, maybe we'll do some Clone Wars mixed in Rebels. And then, like, two days later, you're like, dude, we got to do every single Clone Wars episode. <laughs> Again, if I lose my job, you know. Hey, it's just, all my uh, fault. It's all my fault. I'm just gonna I'm gonna buy a shit car and drive back and forth between New York and Philadelphia every day and I'll record uh, shit while you're at work and it'll be a very Ozzy and Harry. It's gonna be great. I'm not planning on quitting my job, but hey, by the way, Netflix, we shout you out all the time. Airbnb we shout you out. Uh-huh. Uh get at us. Uh-huh. We're ready for sponsors, motherfuckers. Uh-huh. Okay, Simmy, so here's what's gonna you there? Yeah, dude. You were popping in now. Um, okay, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just announce, explain our plan for the commentaries, and then you can respond, and then we're going to talk Star Wars Episode Nine. and we'll end on that. Sound okay? Great. Okay. Great. All right. So I identified 12 arcs, as I said earlier, with a couple individual episodes. So I mean, I'm just going to read off the storylines. You give me yay or nay or not sure about these, okay? And Simi and I are going to do some i would think at least six to eight of these mini arclets i think at some point so so i I mentioned this uh, before the break with simi guys but i think the idea is two star wars podcasts a month one is like this shit with us blabbling babbling doing news Uh, the other will be commentary and we'll do one non-star wars podcast a month simi right and then we'll take off a week or two here or there right i think is the yeah we'll work work out the schedule i think we'll we'll get something healthy of that that balance the end of season one to the beginning of season two, Cad Bane and the Bounty Hunters introducing Cad Bane and Aura Singh. And like, I normally am not a huge Bounty Hunter guy, but because it's the holocron and everything with the Force and so it's forth, important. it's really important. The se- yeah. Yeah. Second one is the Luminar, Luminar and Barris story, which we talked about, which I think is the yeah. turning point of the series because that is where Ahsoka and uh, Anakin are clearly not on the side of most uh, uh, of the way the, 
the 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 very fatalistic and almost pessimistic way that the Jedi are starting to look at the world and right? and and giving them giving themselves yeah. the bar, yeah. you know that they, 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 they there's a bar there that they're like, mm-hmm. who are we? Who are they? Mm-hmm. Wow, look how they do their shit, and then they're like mm-hmm. almost embarrassed to like let let them see their house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to group some of these together for the sake of, of moving forward. So mid season two. And mid season five are the two extended Satine Obi Wan uh, Mandalore stuff. The difference you is need this, all you need all the Satine shit with Obi Wan. Every Satine episode with Obi Wan and Darth Maul, him. we will do. And he's so important. And, and Ventress and Maul. So, yep, yeah. yep. Ventress and Maul. So Maul is in three of the twelve arcs proposed. I mean, every Maul thing is is in there with Ventress and Dooku and right. and Savage Press. We also have Saw and Onderon, which are actually some of my favorite episodes. But I love Saw, and we have to do it because we've been talking about doing a Sawthon for and it, and it's some solid rebellion shit. Yep. I mean, like some of that training is really yeah. uh, you see it in in Rogue One. You see it in um, mm-hmm. you see it in a lot of it. I mean, it's really um, yeah. You know, uh, 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 scum, rebel oh, yeah. scum, like level one shit mm-hmm. that like you got to get into, which is awesome. And then, other than the younglings, which we mentioned, the two most important arcs and the best ones by far are season three, the Mortis arc with the the father, the son, and the daughter, and Obi Wan, Ahsoka, and Anakin. And then the Ahsoka yeah, gets framed yeah. and leaves the Jedi Order, which are the last four episodes of season five. And even though there are like the lost episodes of season six, like the, season five was really the last actual season and ended with Ahsoka leaving is very sad. So, um, but yeah, but, but dude. great. Okay, so that's it, guys. So look forward to commentary. So I think what we'll do, Simi, is for the two, uh, the three episode long arcs. Actually, we could probably knock out like two of these at once. So like a two or three episode arc, take a break, and then two because they're only twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. So we'll give you more information about that in the future, Simi. Episode nine. I've heard some spoilers recently. I'm not going to bring them up. Um, what, what's your feeling Don't, about episode nine? I'm not saying shit, but what's your feeling about episode nine at this point? I mean, I think it. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to answer a lot of questions. I think it's going to be, um, you know, a really good standoff with uh, Ray and Ren. Um, mm. We're really looking forward to that. Are you um, concerned, like I am, that even though they're acting, they're adding great character actors like Carrie Russell and uh, Matt Smith or whatever his name is, who's from Doctor Who, Dominic Monaghan, are all fucking white. <laughs> It seems like literally everyone they're adding are great actors who are white. Now, I will say the one major addition, you know how Kelly Moran was the one major addition for episode eight? The one uh-huh. major addition to the main cast um, is a African-American woman um, who is name is Naomi Aki, who we've already seen being filmed, and we are getting Billy D. Williams back, so that helps a lot. Um but just thoughts in general at, at this point. I think people are stoked, and this is showing that the Han Solo box office thing is a failure, especially because everyone's buying Han Solo online. So clearly people are interested still. Yeah, I think that was also something that we predicted, that like like this movie will make money and it will be a cult following. No, 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 no. Gonna love no, it. more backslapping than that. We predicted that the fan base would bounce back much quicker than people were saying, and that this was an illusion, that there was like, an, you know, people getting sick of Star Wars, essentially. Because guess what? Right. The Last Jedi made a ton of money, and every fanboy I know who saw Solo loves it. And that's the whole thing. We all consume things differently, so yep. to compare it, to uh, the the amount of money that Last Jedi made in, in, in 
three, something like that. What the you know, Return, Return of the Jedi? You mean? Yeah. Return last Return of the Jedi made in 1983. Yeah. In terms of that's how you consume shit. That was it. Mm-hmm. That's the only avenue. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and nowadays people don't even like going to the movie theater. There's a whole oh, group yeah. of people who just like watch it on their badass television. And this is my like, this is what I this is my fear. My grave fear is that movies become obsolete, which is why I'm totally okay with Disney buying up theaters because Disney's trying to improve the movie experience for everyone. And let's be honest, almost right. all the great high-grossing movies of the last 3 to 5 years are Disney movies. Let's be honest. Well, I don't think they'll ever go away. I just think they'll uh, they'll get cheaper. You know what I mean? Like which would be great. Can, you know can, can, I, mean? I, like, I, can I just name for you the top 5 movies in the world? Right now, I'm, I'm going to name to you the top five 2018 movies domestically. Right now, okay? Okay. Shoot. Just domestically, Black Panther 700 million, Avengers 680, Incredibles 2 605, Jurassic World 416, Deadpool 2 318. Guess what? Four of those movies have in common? They're all Disney They're movies. All Marvel. And yeah, guess what? They also right. have in common? They all have like an 87 percent or above on Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, probably all above 90 with Deadpool, Incredibles, Avengers, and Black Panther. I saw all of Panther. those except Jurassic. I saw all of those in the theater Dude, except Jurassic Park. I told you I didn't even like the Beauty and the Beast animated movie, and I like the Redux version with Emma Watson. I think is great. I think, Dis- and I don't even like a lot of the Pixar movies. And so I'm glad that Disney is investing in the theater business because movie theaters are covered in shit and have horrible sound and lighting and it's it's disgusting yeah. it's absolutely disgusting how much money you have to pay to go to a shitty ass theater hashtag alamo draft house we love oh, you god hey uh yeah uh what do you think of uh black klansman didn't see it um, i think i'm about to go see that in the next couple of days awesome i'm excited so hey, uh, I, well that's our guy yeah. i mean that's that's our oh, guy that we so, don't like this is this is final um final thoughts, Simmy. That's right. Off of yeah. off of Star Wars. What are yeah. some non Star Wars properties, topics, movies we want we want to get to? And, and don't say Potter because that's going to be a little while. So other than Potter, what what else we might we get to? Well, I mean, I think we've been teasing Matrix for a while. I, Matrix like has to happen, first. especially because I never did it. Even in my early days, I never did the Matrix. Uh, we should. I mean, I don't even know about the other two, but I just think the no, first no, no, one no, is no, really not important. the other two, just the original. Yeah, just the original is yeah. so important. The other two are like. A lot of frosting, and it's really it doesn't fun, matter. And I love Matrix Reloaded. It doesn't matter. I've said it all one, before. The first one, yeah. you know, I think about. Uh, so I've been a little sick. Uh, a little little hashtag fact about Man, um, the red and the green the pill. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a Nyquil and a Dayquil. So uh, he took the Dayquil anyway. Um, blue pill, yeah. Red or blue pill? Sorry. But it was, but in reality, it was like the orange. Well, the, the reason green, I haven't so. done it is because I literally wrote like graduate level papers about the philosophy in the Matrix, and I don't want to be a pretentious prick, as I hinted before, and that's my hesitation. But if I can sort of interview you watching it, that would be much more interesting. So that's a possibility. Oh uh, yeah, we'd have a lot of fun. I think that'd be great. Um, I think we should do There Will Be Blood. I love that movie. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. I would do No Country for Old Man. Yeah, No Country for Old Man. We should for sure do. It's just because it's short. It's like eighty-five minutes. It's brilliant how short it is. Yeah, that's a great call. Um, and yeah. you know, maybe I mean, are you into into Quint- 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 Tarantino? Oh, yeah, I, mean, I do. Pulp, I would I love do to- Pulp Fiction. 
I do pulp. Well, the problem is there are so many people I respect and love who know pulp fiction backwards, forwards, left and right. I don't know if I could say anything that would contribute to all the intellectualism around pulp fiction. The Matrix, I know I can, but for most movies of that level, okay. I'm not sure. But I would consider it. I, I would consider doing Kill Bill. I mean, there's a lot of Tarantino I would consider doing. I'm more comfortable with pulp fiction. Pulp fiction is one of my true loves, so. Children I'm not of men. A, we got to do children of men. I'm, I, I mean, I'm sure. I, I don't even want. I wouldn't even do lore. I would stay away from lore on Pulp Fiction for the most part, and really just get into characters and um, just how. What about Hunger the, Games? Oh yeah, I could kill some Hunger Games. Do, just to do the first Hunger Games and talk about the cultural impact of both the property and Jennifer Lawrence. Even though I think Hunger Games two or three are much better than one and four. I'm, I, maybe I'm in the minority. I think two and three are much better than one and four. So I did the books long before the movies. Uh, Audible. Yeah, I have to read. The, I'll have to read the books for the Collins first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. is incredible. Awesome. She's she's a great author. Anyway. Uh, I really enjoyed. And by the way, the, by the way, the, our non-Star the, Wars topic per month—it doesn't have to be a film commentary. It could just be talk like talking about dystopian movies, or it can be talking about you know the shitty state of movie theaters, like we're, you know, like we're saying, or like where's animation at? Like this 3D animation is great, but you know what? I miss the 2D cell animation from the 90s, like The Little Mermaid when we were growing up. You know, I miss that. Or, shit. or we could just do a segment. You know, we could call it Netflix gems, yeah. and Netflix could like you know. Well, here's sponsor. one that I want I, you should be on, which is the top ten greatest film female badasses of all time. I have a list of about thirty. Uh, I got to get to ten, and if we vote, so what we would do, Simi, I think it'd be me, you, and my dad, and what we do is I'd give you guys a ballot with like thirty names, and like the your number one vote would be worth ten, your number two vote would be worth nine, etc., and then we some total it between the three of us and well we'd have to we'd have to we'd have to we'd have to like set some criteria yeah yeah i'm talking about sigourney weaver linda hamilton all the star wars women black Mm. widow you know i mean there's a lot in there um the the biggest problem is tv because like lena Headey, who's won you know emmys for game of thrones was actually a better and more interesting uh, uh um Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles on TV, but she's not the iconic Linda Hamilton Sarah Connor from Terminator and Terminator 2. So that would be the other thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't even remember this. So I, I had mentioned on one of our other podcasts, Barry, uh, HBO, uh, shout out. And I had talked about Henry mm-hmm. Winkler, who uh, just won a fucking Emmy for Barry. So, awesome. you know, uh, awesome. get at us on Barry. It's an incredible show on HBO. Mm-hmm. I, I love Bill Hader. I loved him. He's brilliant. I, 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 brilliant. I, even when you say I love Bill Hader, even as I said that, I thought I said it wrong because his last name is Hader, so I don't want to be that Haterade motherfucker. No, I love Bill, Bill Hader. Hader. He's a genius. Right, right, right. No, he's a fucking genius. He's a producer. He's a writer on yep. the show. Yep. Uh, he, he's literally rejuvenated. Uh, no, not to shit on Henry Winkler or anything, but like, this is a great, he fucking won an Emmy. He never won. He got nominated, uh, for the Fonz. Dude, once let me name, let me like name this SNL cast for you. Oh my God. Bill Hader. Yeah, go ahead. Nominated. Kristen Wiig. Nominated. Uh, uh, Amy Poehler has won a thousand awards. Tina Fey has won a million awards. I mean, 
you can shit on Saturday Night Live all you want. Jimmy Fallon has the Tonight Show, but that cast in the early 2000s might be the last. I mean, although we do have Kate McKinnon now, I think Kate McKinnon might be the most ingenious female comedian that's not Julia Louis Dreyfus. Kate McKinnon hey, is absolute genius. Hey man, and shout out to uh, uh, Norm uh, Norm. Uh, Norm McDonald, <laughs> <Norm> yeah. <laughs> he just got a new show on Netflix that's awesome. I um, I only saw the first episode that's with uh, David Spade, yeah. uh, but he has some incredible, incredible yep. guests. Michael Keaton's on uh, there. Dave, David Drew Letterman. Barrymore. I'm excited for Drew Barrymore. Drew I've always Barrymore had a crush on Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it, but it's really She's so beautiful. It's a little funny and a little creepy, but a little funny. So it's. Uh, it's really. It it's really only felt creepy like if you don't real... know Norm Macdonald. If you know Norm Macdonald, right, it's, right, yeah. right, right, and he's he's a little older and he's referencing a lot of shit from a while ago. And also, yeah. like, there's no audience, so like, there's this like awkward non laugh right. track, which I think. Well, they no, no, no. That's do. the crew. He gets the crew to laugh, which is the he, they have like a twelve person crew audience. I think. Right. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. kind. Of, that's what the okay. creepy part is because. Cause, but that's what also makes it feel like it's backstage, too. So it's a good show. Well, I'm trying Anyways. to watch Iron Fist Season 2, which is total trash, but I love oh, the Defenders. Oh, God, good so. luck. I haven't finished Luke Cage. They, they were dropping end I'm not, too much I'm not in the first episode. I'm not defending. big into Luke Cage, but I love JJ. I love Daredevil, and I love the Defenders team-ups. So I love J- yeah, 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 yeah. I love Defenders. I love JJ. Yeah. Love, de- love uh, okay, uh, Simi. Daredevil. Yeah, I'm into all that. Let's yeah, give dude. it to the people. Let's wrap it up. So here's the question. Regardless of which of these t- 10 or 12 arcs we agree on, even if we agree on all of them, should we do them in order? I mean, let's hash that out. Like, that's a, I mean, well, I want to give Vizzlecast a tease because I think our next podcast, whether it's next week or the week after, should be commentary. The Cad Bane one yeah. is four episodes, so that's a whole show. Or we could jump immediately to Luminara and Barris, episode six to eight in season two. I, I think is the choice. I think we should maybe do the order. And, okay. Uh, All right. You know, so for those it. people, maybe our new people. There we go. Into it. So guys, it's let's, on Netflix. Let's go in order. It's free. We're literally going to be counting down into the Netflix video, which you will be watching. It, it the very last episode of season one, episode twenty two, introduces Cad Bane and the stealing of the holocron, and it goes through season two, episode three. So it's four episodes, twenty two minutes apiece. We will do it as a giant movie simmy i think is appropriate and uh yeah that'll that'll be the start and then we'll we'll figure out the star wars and non-star wars topics hey man hey man it's a plan let's get at it it's so great to have you back honestly there hasn't even been i'm almost glad there's not a lot of news so we could just bullshit the whole time yeah man uh, by bullshit you mean get into the meat and potatoes yeah we'll talk about how awesome ahsoka is and talk about eastern philosophy hello Oh man, she just busted in with two lightsabers. She's fucking shit. Up. Oh man, I'm watching one. Of, I would I, like I, I to see. I don't know what episode this is. It's just in the background. Dude, she is fucking shit up right now. So what's great in the? Oh, she's bo- with the pirates. They're killing. Oh, she's with the pirates. And she will have a drink once in a while, which is great. I would love to see yeah. Ahsoka, Jin, and Jessica Jones all have a drink together. I think that would be phenomenal. Dude, we need to like make that picture. <laughs> Like 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 uh like like the rat pack. Yeah. Redo the rat pack with the four of them. Oh like my I would God. buy I would buy and frame that if it was done right. And not a cartoon, yeah. but not a picture. You know what I mean? Like like not a re- not the real like do the real them, but then like and, make it and, a little cartoon. And, and young young Leia would show up and she would feign being disgusted the whole time and by the end of the night Leia's the drunkest of any of them. <laughs> Or I'd, I'd have Leia like like 
make her like behind, like with her back to everybody, uh-huh, like uh-huh. mixing drinks. Oh god, it's so good. It's so good. Sammy, I love you, buddy. Um, by the way, October seventh is my birthday. October seventh is the release of Star Wars Resistance. October seventh is also the release of the female Doctor Who with Jodie Whittaker, which I know is not a Star Wars thing, and I'm not a giant Doctor Who guy, although I love David Tennant's Doctor Who. However, I'm very excited for this until my birthday is shaping up. My 37th birthday is shaping up to be awesome. I hope awesome, to be spending dude. it with you, man. Whether it's that weekend or one of the weekends, we dude, can finally come in, do this. Come in, come in, come in. New York wants you. Brooklyn wants right. you. I got a couch for you, buddy. All right. I really appreciate all the time. Final words to the Bizzlecast listeners. Go. So happy to be back. This felt real good. I've been uh, I've been thinking a lot about everybody and everything. Please get at us. Get at Jesse. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our uh, our commentary and let us know what you want to do. We'll do what you need. Yes. We got you. All right. Thanks, Simmy. Thank you, guys. Y'all have been awesome. We have been the Bizzle and Simmy. This has been the Bizzlecast. <laughs> Save the rebellion. Save the Save dream. The dream. May the force be with you. We'll be coming back soon, but for now, the Bizzlecast is out. Namaste.